Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. I reduced my toilet paper down to three squares. Mia O'Brien. Bent over and let it happen. Matt Hayes. Terrible. And Leon Searcy. I did some curls for the girls. such a good day, but it's not the day. I'm seeing some folks on the Twitter timeline suggesting it should be a citywide national holiday. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Listen, uh, we would like to make Florida uh, America. At least that's what some people suggest. But uh, all of Duval would probably like to have a national holiday today. But, yeah, I, I, you don't have to get to tomorrow. Just let this day breathe in, okay? We got a big pep rally later on, Jaguar pep rally with the Frangie show at Dick Swings right there at Beach in San Pablo. We've got the mayor coming in in about 10 minutes. We've got uh, the who's who of the Jaguars, including big John Henderson. And do The guy is going to yell, Duval! Saturday night, he's going to join us, Aaron Beasley. We got a bunch of guys, basically Cersei's, uh, you know, soulmates from back in the day. His Rolodex. Uh, and we're fired up. You fired up? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Having a hard time sleeping, to be quite honest with you. Because I, I know that. Really? The thun- the I am, bro. I mean, I'm thunder excited, thunder? man. We haven't Love been it. in this position in a very, very long time. And I'm just thinking about, I'm visualizing this Jaguar team just kicking butt this Saturday. You're talking dirty to him. Oh, I, I am. Like it. I am. I, just kicking butt. Just everybody. That's the player in you. You can't. No, it is the player totally. in me. Everybody just grooving on all cylinders. Is that why you offense, want, defense, all that kind of stuff? Is that why you want to? You offered to slap <clears throat> Big John instead of anybody else because the Jaguar fans want you to. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> some fan. Well, they, some fans. I saw on Twitter. Some fan was talking about Big John needs to get slapped before he does Duval, and then I laughed and they said, well, "Leon, well, maybe you should do it." And I was like, "Interesting." <laughs> <laughs> I am. I just just move forward with it. Uh, All right. So uh, let's just set it up today, okay? Because we are going to have some, hopefully, you know, just a lot of fun. People dropping by, saying hello, uh, getting ready for tomorrow night. So a couple things. uh, uh, Crank up just a little big hair music, if you don't mind, JJ. Because, you know, we had a bunch of song suggestions last week because it's Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday. And we got all these, uh, you know, parties that are going to be taking place around the stadium everyone's going to be tailgating you got your playlist so give us your rock anthem from your tailgate playlist and and we'll try and get some of those out and then give us an idea of what is uh involved tomorrow with your tailgate because there are plenty of people that are just going that extra little step in terms of getting ready for the perfect tailgate we would love to hear it uh you can hit the text line designed by lifetime enclosures at 641-1010 or you can tweet at us or you can go ahead and give that uh, JJ the DJ uh, playlist out, and he'll try and get them on for you. But look, we are I'm already firing a man right now. You know, right it now is I'm Big Hair Friday, Friday yeah. and I don't want to make this about myself, but I will. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Ever since I went full mullet and just devoted myself to that cause, yeah. the Jags have not lost a game. See, so, there's nothing wrong with tying the two together. Well, I, can I tell you're you, welcome, Jackson. Can I take that a step further, <laughs> JJ LaSalva? Please. So, uh, Donna Murphy. Uh, asked about something, you know, back at my house, about something that I have in my living room. And I sent her a picture 
And she goes, the bigger question is, why is your Christmas tree still up? Mm -hmm. To which I informed her that last year I jokingly (laughs) tweeted, I'm not taking my tree down until the Jaguars find a head coach. Well, this year I put up the tree the week of the Titans win. They haven't lost since. Yeah, win streak. And I will say this, by the way. I glanced over at me, and she's wearing teal jeans. And I said, Mm -hmm. teal jeans? And she said, I bought them in Iowa well before I ever knew I would. Of course you did. Everybody yeah. drinks. There yeah. we yeah, go. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, speaking of teal, I, I, uh, fan cam came in yesterday and he brought the teal dye with him. He dyed his beard teal. He gave it to me. He handed off the limoncello and, and that. And I went home. TLD this morning, the lovely Diane says, let's just go ahead and paint that beard up, that goat up. Let's get the, the teal in it. It actually comes out purple. And then you put it in there, and then it starts to change. Anyway, I left the stuff in. And you guys are witness. You can see it right now. I've got a little teal in me, but I don't have all the teal in me. I, I don't think, have a. I think your beard is too dark. It is. I just got. And fan cam's more gray, so it's easy I, for and it to hit turn. my gray. That's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely turned yeah. my gray uh, yeah. to some teal. But I at least have a little like a tint of teal because I get close yeah. enough to people at these, you know. <clears throat> little parties, I guess is the best way to describe these yeah. things going on on Saturday. Yeah. They'll know. Yeah. Yeah, but now you have just enough to where it's like you can't tell if you're just a dirty person. Yeah, exactly. So like if you're just like in Publix, yeah. someone might you just JJ, you, might, JJ. you might be the guy who did it four JJ. weeks ago and it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That JJ, may be what it looks like I was going there, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> I was going there. It, it does look like, you know, just – you're filthy either. Yeah, and it's so funny because I've sat Which there. Which he is actually a filthy. I've either. looked at it a couple times. I'm like, I, all right, I see a little teal. I see a little teal. Yeah, I can see it. It's it's getting a little bit better. Not not, at least it at least it worked a little bit. All right, so we got all sorts of things to get into today. We're going to get into this game primarily. All right, so you guys can come at us with what you think it's going to take to win this ball game, what you're worried about most, all that stuff, because this is really right now kind of it's, – it's crunch time. You've got to get a vibe going for what you think is going to happen tomorrow night. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's not going to happen tomorrow night is Mike Williams catching any passes because he has just been ruled out. Wow. That's big. That's big, bro. That big. That's big. Genius we, to play him in a meaningless game last week. Mm-hmm. Can we get a ding on that, JJ? That is big time right there. Yeah. Check mark for us. Yeah. And so uh, you you have if, – if we are going to talk about this, this whole idea of Brandon Staley's going to get run out of L.A. if they lose this game – uh, despite 19 wins in two seasons, uh, playing all of them, okay, instead of going low voltage last week, uh, they went high voltage and they lost to a bad Denver Bronco team playing guys in a meaningless ball game because their seed couldn't change. And they may come get him for that one. That's mm-hmm. for sure. If Justin Herbert doesn't have his big target. Now I'm to throw confused. It to. The low voltage starts when because. Yeah, the, the sign I'm, I'm has right come here. down. It looks well, like you, it's already Okay, started. all right, because I've, I've been all in on this right now. Yeah, me too. The, I don't know why the sign was taken down. I liked yeah. it. But you so, have to unplug the charger tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that I'm on seven, I, I, <laughs> you I can charge. charge it up okay, now? Right, I'm just and making then, sure. Because <laughs> I, was, I was all in. I thought it was like, you know, I'm rolling with no <laughs> Do not let your phone go dead. No, I'm you thought it was literal. Ever since Steve, the general manager, put the low bullets up there, I've been, you know, trying to be all in on the phone. Yeah, you're trying to help. But just go ahead and unplug your chargers tomorrow. Tomorrow. Dang. Tomorrow. All right. Now, uh, some tailgate 
talk. We want to hear all about what you got going tomorrow. But let's get into the game. We got these other games to get into. We got to roll through them a little bit because you want to get a feel of what you think could happen in these other ones. So here's the deal. Lamar Jackson comes out and he puts on social media that he is still grinding from a PCL. He called it a grade two, almost grade three sprain. And so he is basically letting people know that he's hurting. He would love to be with his teammates, his brothers, you know, all that stuff. But he's basically saying he is not going to be playing this weekend. That, I think, social media post comes with a little extra added drama. Okay, that's a little extra he sauce He also had to, like, to explain story. it completely, like, yeah. detailed. Because I think there are more than just these four people yeah. here that think he might be, yeah. you know, you know, fudging a little bit. Yeah. Leverage. That, that, that could it easily could be. It yeah. easily could be. Absolutely losing, using leverage. Let, yeah. Let's see how y'all make it through the playoffs without him. Yeah. Let's see how y'all roll through the season without him. I, 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 don't, I don't blame him at all. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing about the playoffs. When If you're a little being dinged up in the playoffs, yeah. you find a way to play in the playoffs. You, you, you get shot up. You take Medicaid. You get, you get wrapped. Whatever you need to do. This is the playoffs. You can rest in the offseason. Yeah. You can rest in all season. So, I mean, I, I don't know the severity of his pain. I don't know his threshold for pain. But if he wanted to – I ain't going to say if he wanted to be out there, but he can also – he's also using this injury as leverage. So, he's called it a grade two sprain on the borderline of a grade three sprain and basically said, I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give a 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful – I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. But I'll say this. Lamar had to say something. Because well, yeah. th- this has been going on for far too long. His teammates have had to a- answer too many questions. The fact that I saw poor Calais Campbell having to try to speak for Lamar and speak for the whole organization. Mm-hmm. And, like, I-, I don't know what the medical staff's telling him. He's just doing what they're telling him. Like, that's not fair to his teammates. And if he really is concerned about well, his guys, <clears throat> then he had to say something. Well, listen, if, if he had history of this, that I would be concerned. But mm-hmm. he, he doesn't. He doesn't have a history of this. Right. I mean, so you can't question him as a player. If no. He, if he's gone out there with bad shoulders, bad hips, and he's played in games. Now, if he had a history of this, now I would I I have an issue. Well, the only thing I'd say is he's got injury history because he's yes. missed 10 of the last True. 25 games. So that mm-hmm. means he's been, you know, he's, he's, he's so, had some wear and tear. Yeah, so, so, you, so as a teammate, if he's had this before, you, you don't question right. that he's using this now as as an opportunity to yeah. leverage yeah. for a new contract. All right, so Mia said Calais Campbell, which immediately reminded me of the mayor of Saxonville. You right. remember that? Right. I mean, yeah. mayor of I Saxonville. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was given the key to the city and all that kind of stuff. So why not a uh, perfect time to segue and say hello to the mayor of Jacksonville as he uh, rolls in. Uh, kind of got that Jag vibe going. I don't know whether you've given the entire city the rest of the day off, Mayor, but welcome <laughs> in. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, the vibe. I know you see a lot of people. You go around the city. We feel it. We're talking to, to Jaguar fans and maybe even Jaguar newcomer fans. What are you What are you hearing? It's everywhere you go. Um, I was just in Publix getting lunch, and it's everybody's in a Jag attire. Everybody's saying hello and smiling. Yeah. Everybody's happy. You know, 2017 was the last time season, right? We had a playoff game here in 2018. I remember the vibe then, and it felt pretty special. But it had been so long since we'd experienced that here. Yeah. This one feels different. Maybe it's because we played for the division championship last week at home in prime time. This just all feels so much bigger and so much more excited. And 2017 was special. You think about what you've got in the city right now, a return to a bit of glory. 
the hard work that Doug Peterson and this group has put in, you've, you've witnessed a lot of that. You know, you're a Jag fan is, is, you know, as much as anybody out there. What is the difference in your mind? Well, I think the coach is the difference. You know, I look, I listen to you guys almost every day. Um, I listen to many people, many of the, the, the people on the show throughout the day, and the season looked lost. And I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember, but it stuck with me when he said it. Doug Peterson was asked, what do you say to your players? I think they were 3-7 and seven at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, all of our goals that we set the season are still within reach. He didn't say we're going to go the distance. We're getting, he just said they're in reach. Well, you know what the goals were, yeah. right? And here we are. It's the coach. So you asked everybody to wear teal last week. Yes. Anything special this week? Yeah, so the Jags are in teal and white, right? right. So I think uh, to the extent that you can, I unfortunately don't have any shirts that are teal other than like Jag shirts for the games, but teal and white, man. Yeah. And if you don't have it, put on the black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all works. Yeah. <laughs> but put it on, right? And even if you can't go to the game, you ought to come down. And even though the traffic's going to be bad, if you're not going to the game, just come down and experience the atmosphere. People are going to be, uh, I'm going down to 530. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's probably late compared to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because right? they're, they're busting locks last week trying right. to get into these. Right. Uh, I was going to say, w- one courtesy of our Nooners, our listeners, Mayor uh, Mayor Curry, they're wondering why are the lots opening at 3? They want them to, or at 445, I guess, they want them to open earlier. If you could just kind of explain not only why that is, but also how the city is preparing for for a second straight Saturday, so many people coming to downtown. I have to get back to you on why. I don't have that answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I tried to BS my way through it, <laughs> y'all would call me on it. Um, look, it's just, it's traffic prep, you know, and uh, security and safety. I mean, you saw we had emergency legislation this week for additional monies for this game. That's all the stuff that the city's responsible for surrounding the game. But uh, it's going to be a great experience. The feedback I got from last week was, I mean, yeah, there was traffic, but mm-hmm. it, it it was pretty smooth, given that there were seventy thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say get there early, as early as you can. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not going to be sitting around or standing around bored. No, no. People are going to be screaming Duval and having adult beverages. If you're not having adult beverage, you can have a sparkling water or whatever it is you do. Right. right. Adult Smoke beverage. a cigar. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Eat some wings. Have a Cersei cigar. There you go. <laughs> Mayor's a big fan of the Cersei cigar. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the mayor, a lot of the fans were here in 96, uh, in 1996 when I came to Jacksonville. And to see the, 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 the atmosphere of the fans cheering you on. And this team reminds me a lot of the 96 team because of the way we started. We started the season three and seven. Yep. And we made a run. And we went to the AFC Championship. It reminds me so much of their, their perseverance the head coach, along with Tom Coughlin, keeping them motivated right there. How impressed have you been with this young team to stay afloat? Because it's hard to keep you know young players interactive when they're losing. How impressed has this young team been to you that they've stayed the course and they've made this runner in the playoffs? I mean, it's unbelievably impressive. I don't know that uh, you know. It, I don't know that really many people outside of that locker room believe this was possible. I mean, mm-hmm. if you were a fan that said, well, we can still get there at 3-7, and seven, you kind of knew in the back of your head you were wishing for something that statistically probably wasn't going to happen, and Vegas was telling you no way, and Vegas is usually right, right? Yeah, most so, often. So mm-hmm. this, this coach in this locker room, I, they, they believed, and they closed off all the noise, and it's freaking so special right now. I mean, it's just so much fun. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it's just so much fun. I cannot wait till tomorrow night. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, 
it would be nice to have a comfortable lead and um, and blow them out. I actually hope we do. But if it comes down to the fourth quarter, that's what football's all about, right? Just like it did last yeah. week. Right? It's about competition and yeah. figuring it out in the fourth quarter. Well, we, we're going to come up with a theme today uh, because it's two big hair guys because we've got our big hair Friday and, you know, the flowing locks of Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, these two guys, I think it's only the third time since 1950 that two guys under the age of 25 have met for the first time in the postseason. And so it gives you an idea of just how big this can be. And Trevor can be the guy when we're, when we're like rolling out of there on Saturday night. Instead of everyone talking about Justin Herbert, they're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence if it goes right. And I think that's what's going to happen. Here's what we know now, right? We haven't had this in a long time. If we're down by 10 in the fourth quarter, everybody's confident. Mm -hmm. Every fan that's paid attention to this football team is confident we're still in it. Right? Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, They've seen it. And we <laughs> haven't experienced that in a really long time. So, so And, and I, the other thing I'll say, you mentioned the 96 team. Yeah. I mean, I've been one to say it recently. Gosh, I haven't seen crowds like this and fans like that. I don't remember ever experiencing this. Well, the 90s were a long time ago. And I can actually go back and remember when I was young and at those games. It was – everybody was at those games. It was loud. It was exciting. It was fun. That's why this feels different. This feels like over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same I energy. think in 17 we were pinching ourselves. I don't think we're, even though we weren't supposed to, I don't think we're pinching ourselves right now. We feel like we belong here. Yeah. So speaking of those crowds, Mayor Curry, um, economic impact. What have you seen from last night's Saturday game? What do you guys anticipate seeing this Saturday? And maybe what does that say about what can become in the future? Yeah, so I don't have the direct, the, the numbers off the top of my head about last week's impact, but just to give context. So the Florida-Georgia, Georgia-Florida game is over $30 million in economic impact mm -hmm. every year. Now, mind you, there's people here for a few more days, but, I mean, this has got to be in excess of $20 million. And so your hotels, a couple things. You get bed tax, which bed tax helps us fund things like the stadium and other things, but you're also people that own restaurants, people that own hotels, people that own any of the facilities in and around the space. I mean, it lifts everybody up, and it's huge, and it's national spotlight. I mean, we have been on ESPN in the NFL Network non-stop now for almost two weeks. Yeah. I, I love it. I just flip back and forth just to see Jags, Jags, Jags. Yeah. Uh, and that's advertising our city. And then to be the only football game played on a Saturday night, kickoff's 8.15, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kickoff at 8.15, I mean, we get three-plus hours of a captive audience. Uh, it's about football, but it also it's, it, it, it shows the beauty of our city, our people, our fans, and it's good. Yeah, the, so it's great yeah, on media. Man. So, Landon, we've talked about this many times, um, and I just saw something a few days ago how Cleveland's getting ready to put more money into their stadium. So in the time that Cleveland has built a stadium and now we'll put another billion into it, we still have this one here. We should have built one last Monday. <laughs> <laughs> go, but, go but, but the point being, does, does winning – we always talk about this winning cures all ills. Does winning really cure all – I guess the best way to put this is obstacles toward getting either a refurbished stadium or a new stadium. It, I mean, I, I'm a believer in winning solves all problems. Now, there's people that don't like to hear that, but it does. Um, it doesn't remove the obstacles, but it makes it easier. Look, when you are talking about a, a government partnership on a stadium, there's going to be a large segment of the population that are happy about that no matter what. That's okay. That's their opinion. That's a democracy. But even those people, when we're winning – they, they just they, the vibe's better. 
Right. So it, it's always a heavy lift. It's a lift we'll get done. We, this has to be. We, we need a, uh, we'll pro- the stadium will probably be redone. The bones are great. And it's going to be a huge investment. Um, and, you know, our plan is we're working with the team now to get as close to a deal as we can. I don't know how far we'll get. But if we don't finish it for the next administration to be well positioned to just get this done. And if you're winning, there's less noise. That's the yeah. best way to say it. There's, right. le- there's less noise. But right. the plan remains, and I know Mark Lamping, president of the Jaguars, did an interview with Front Row Sports last week. The plan remains to renovate the existing building. That's right. There are no plans to go elsewhere for a different plot of land in town. And, unless there's something I haven't seen, that's exactly right. And, and they will be able to play during the construction. Is that right? Uh, there is. I don't have an answer to that. Obviously, the best case scenario is that that ball games, while that's being done, are played in Jacksonville. That would that would that would be the goal. But too that's too far down the road, right? To say for sure what will happen, right? But so, I can tell you, everybody understands that's the best case scenario. So timeline for our for our listeners, uh, Mayor Curry, shipyards. Obviously, we know the Performance Center. We've all seen it. It looks awesome. It's well on its way to being ready for this upcoming preseason in the summer. Um, but in terms of which project is next, the stadium versus the revitalization project around the stadium, which do you anticipate coming first? Uh, they're, they're running simultaneously. The stadium renovation is much bigger. Um, but I I think you got to have – I can't say you have to. Best case scenario, you have a stadium deal done by the end of this year. And, if not the end of this year, beginning of next. Right. And, and I say – I don't know if I just made news. Hopefully yeah, you guys yeah, have heard that yeah. somewhere else. Because I, I, like, I know the mayor says I can't say that. but we don't mind uh, that. It's okay. We'll, we'll just be the, you know, the radio mayor of 1010XL. That stadium has to come first and has to come faster for everything else to happen. It's, that's right. Yeah. I mean, there's that, that stadium is – being an NFL team, it has to be done. Yeah. I mean, you just look at how many stadiums are left that haven't been renovated mm-hmm. besides ours. Is it one or two? Right. And based on what Matt just said, you know, Cleveland's going Cleveland's back Cleveland's not the only one. There's right. three, two or three others well. that, are, yeah. right. that are not only have – built a new stadium they're refurbishing the new stadium that's right in the time that jackson has done nothing and, and i think the key it's important for your listeners to hear so we the, the the budgets that we've had in this city the last seven years have invested over a billion dollars in infrastructure all over this city neighborhoods sidewalks roads stuff we didn't do for years mm-hmm. it's not a zero-sum game so if seven or eight years ago ten years ago why are we doing a stadium i need this and that in my neighborhood we can demonstrate to the public that we've done it and we're going to continue to do That's it. Valuable. Our budgets are sound. We have money. We're investing in neighborhoods and parks everywhere. The Jags are investing in in youth programs and parks and neighborhoods outside of their sphere of uh, you know in football. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a zero sum game. Everybody can win. Yeah, that's valuable. All right, so look at this doc. I posted this little doc. Uh, mayor. We're used to I, having doctors, yeah. not mayors, yeah. Yeah. on this program. Yeah. I, I, I posted this with a little throwback Thursday, yes. and this was you uh, with the great Kay Adams on Good Morning Football yes. the last time uh, this team was in this playoff so mode. And teal beer and everything. I'll tell you a funny story how the genesis of that. I think Good Morning Football debuted in 2016. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I used to come in, I used to work out early in the morning back then, um, really early, and I'd get in, and that program was new, it would be on. And I, I would tweet at him. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they told, ended up telling me when I met them that somebody was like, hey, the mayor of Jacksonville tweets at us. This must be a parody account. There's no way he's watching our show every morning. <laughs> so they made contact, and I got to do the show a couple. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm just guessing we're going to see a lot of teal beer uh, tomorrow night. People are just as engaged as they were then. That's the message more than anything else is soak it up, Duval. And, it feels different. Yeah. I think tomorrow night, I mean, I don't know how you – some have said I don't know how you match last Saturday. I think we match it, if not exceed it. Mm-hmm. It had a playoff feel. Now, this is real playoff. I field. saw a social media post. I don't even remember who it was. Uh, it feels like the, the Jags, the team and the fans, there's a quiet confidence that's happening right now. Yeah. That's what I think is happening. That's how I would. I was just talking with some other reporters, mm-hmm. and I described it as such because it would be easy to say, well, now we made it, and I think we're good. But every single player I spoke to in the locker room this week said, tunnel vision, like we're on to the next game. We haven't even celebrated. Like we had the 20 minutes in the locker room. We all went home and watched the tape. Yep. And then by Sunday, it was on to Los Angeles. Yep. Which is which is what you want. A couple off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, courtesy of uh, a lot of our nooners, or your constituents, Mayor Curry. Uh, this one courtesy of a local Uber driver who says that he is concerned about getting to riders after the game. So as we're talking about the future of the stadium, how the layout will look, are, are there plans in place for ride sharing to try to make things easier right now? And would you encourage the ride sharing? Obviously, if you're consuming alcohol, we all con- encourage the ride sharing tomorrow night. Yeah, if you're consuming alcohol, do not yes. get behind the wheel. Yes, absolutely. Do not get the behind the wheel sharing. with someone else. They consume. Right. Yeah, yeah. so as with the new stadium, all that will be taken into consideration. You know, one of the things we're going to have is we're, we we want a grant. We're going to have autonom- a pilot autonomous vehicles running up and down Bay Street. I mean, that's coming mm-hmm. soon that's really cool. through the Jacksonville Transportation Authority. So, yeah, that'll be taken into consideration um, in the next phase. Love it. Love it. All right, one last message for the fans from the mayor as we get ready for tomorrow night. Uh, you know, a, little, a little fire in the belly. Just to I, I, sh- I, Show up. If you have a ticket or access to a ticket, please be there. Please be loud. Don't sell your ticket to someone that doesn't care about this team. This is not the time to do that. Um and enjoy this. Come down, participate in the festivities. And if you guys will do it with me, I'll close with a Duval. Yeah, let's go. But let's I'm, go in. Right. Three, two, one. Duval! Thanks, Mayor. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. All right, Lenny Curry hanging Thanks, out Lenny, with us in the 1010XL studios. Thank We're going to go from the mayor to Big Hen. John <laughs> Henderson will be coming up. we got Aaron Beasley later on. you got this big pep rally. Dick swings with the Frangie Show. The Jags, we have got all sorts of things to give away there. Bud Light with a Yeti cooler, with the first 100 beers being picked up by, well, Augie Bush. All that will be happening at Dick's Wing San Pablo in Beach this afternoon, so make sure you're there. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Since it may have gotten lost in the shuffle of our wonderful interview with Jacksonville Mayor Lenny Curry, we once again wanted to inform everyone that Mike Williams, the star wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers, who are traveling as we speak to Jacksonville to play tomorrow night's game, has been ruled out of said game. He suffered a fracture in his back last Sunday, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, and that is expected to sideline him the next two to three weeks, meaning that barring an L.A. Super Bowl run, his season is over again. In case you missed this, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, opting to play all of his starters, including Mike Williams, last week in a meaningless game against the Denver Broncos. I would not run Brandon Staley out of town for the record, but that right there was pretty bad. Yeah. And, and you know what that is? It's the classic. We always have this argument or discussion on the air. Uh, why would you risk a guy getting hurt? And, you know, we even 
had that with the Houston Texans game. And that right there, pretty, pretty major. And really when you is. look back at that Texans game, I was just about to say that, Joe, like that, that's a big win that Doug Peterson and the Jaguars avoided any sort of injury in that game. But to Doug's credit, and this is where I do give Brandon Staley this, you didn't want to go into a playoff game or, in the Jaguars' case, the Titans, a de facto playoff game, mm-hmm. having not played with cold, you know, on a – what's the term? When you're um, – not cold feet, but whatever yeah. the term is. Like where, where you haven't played in two, three weeks. and uh, Rust. Yeah, you, the rust yeah. on you, what have you. Um, so respect to that. <laughs> But at the same time, we saw C.J. Beathard warming up in the first quarter of that game against the Houston Texans. Again, a team that is picking second in the NFL draft. The, uh, yeah, the, the Broncos forfeited their pick, but you know their pick would have been in the top five. Yeah, yeah. And so there's something to be said about playing them one or two drives the first quarter just to keep their sea legs underneath them, respect to that. But for Mike Williams to be playing into the third quarter and then suffer this injury? Yeah, and then they went uh, – And then they lost the game? Yeah, 31-28, whatever it was, a 60-point game, uh, which is just nuts when you think about it. So, speaking of a 60-point game, uh, one on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. I don't know why. I want to say 35-28 Jags or 31-28, either one of those. I'm with you, bro. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and you've got plenty of other thoughts as far as where this is going to come uh, come from tomorrow night. Uh, P from the West Side, it's going to come down to whose defense is ready, really ready, because, look, we all know both teams got a young quarterback with weapons. Yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout in an explosive game. So definitely looking forward to seeing if they can, if this team can come out on top. Now, yeah. another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Well, we got uh, a legend on the phone line. One of the baddest defensive tackles that ever put on a Jacksonville Jaguar uniform. I call him Hen Dog, but you know him as Big John Henderson. Big John Henderson, how you feeling today? That's how I'm feeling. You, we on top, baby. I'm telling you, we ready. We ready. That is awesome. Legend, legend, legend. Big John, we got to have you uh, take us behind the scenes. When did they approach you about doing the first Duval tomorrow night? Man, it it was a shock. They called me up, and I was, you know, I was there last week, and uh, they said, would you like to do I said, yeah, I would like to do that. Come on now. I love, hey, I'm Duval for life, baby. <laughs> so it was a great opportunity. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. Now, Big John, the question has been asked, to me by the fans is the trainer that used to slap you before the game. There's a, a all-out search for him. There, there won't be any slapping bef- of you before the Duval, would there be? No, bro. Hey, Lee, I can't do the slap no more, man. Uh, I, can't. <laughs> I was going to say, bro. Everything you know, hurt right now. I know, bro. Right I, bro. I was about to say, man, you're too old to be getting slapped like that. Hey, nah. There you go. You already know. I'm third 44. I don't know. Woo. Hey. <laughs> All right, we got Big John Henderson on with us. We're reliving some of those great moments uh, with, with you know some of the legends here. We'll get you to at least take us back to you know come at some of your playoff memories, Big Hen. But but go back to Saturday night and just kind of talk about maybe that swing point, that moment with that big play. You know what what did you see when that was all going down? Man, I oh my goodness, I saw like the whole. I saw it. I saw him coming off the edge. I saw him fumble. I mean, you know, because everybody was like, oh, they was just like, because, you know, the, uh, the offense went out, three and out. They went three and out. And I told the guy next to me, I said, defense has got to win the game. I told him before it even happened, 
And man, next day, you know, didn't come around the corner. Bob Allen picks it up. We got six. Two dollars winning. Hey, we had it hyped up in there, man. I'm telling you, it's just you know, I watch, I watch the game like I watch film. You know what I mean? I just, I'm seeing everything, and it's just amazing, man. I, I was just. Everybody, we just we just read it, man. I, I love it, man. I love I love when I do. So, John, we were talking about this all week. It's almost like when we're all talking that we feel this way. It doesn't matter what's going on, what the situation or circumstances. You just don't feel like you're out of it with this team, even if it's two minutes and thirty seconds to go, and you just went three and out, and it looks bad. It's just this team, this vibe is different, isn't it? I, I this is what I be telling the fans, you know, because you know we are players. You cannot. Stop believing just because the offense went three and out. You gotta believe, and I was just telling them up there when I was at the bar. You gotta believe. I never stop. I would never stop believing. You know what I mean? I don't care. We get down fourteen, which I don't think we will, but we. I'm not gonna stop believing. It's always moments in this game, and Dion and everybody know this. It, it, it only takes a second to pick a fumble to take it to the house. Now, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yep. No, gotta keep believing. Gotta. Now, Big John, here's what I, re- I re- recall. I-, I recall back in your day, you, Stroud, Spicer, Brackens, all right? Y'all had attitude, y'all were nasty, and y'all played physical. Do you see any of that on this team when you watch them play on on, on Saturdays and Sundays? I see it all. I see the attitude. I see the – man, I see it all, man. That's why I, That's why it's so strong with me right now. That's why I know I don't even I, – I can't even say we finished. We not. We might get down maybe. But it, at the end, we coming out victorious, baby. And I see that all in them. That defense, wow. The offense, man, that O-line, that D-line, they got to come to play today. It's going to be tomorrow, Saturday. They, I believe in offense, the D-line, and O-line. When they come to play, everything is, is, is butt after that, baby. Everything. Big John, what have you seen from that defensive line that a lot of people much maligned in the early parts of the season? What sort of penetration are you seeing from guys like Arden Key and Trayvon Walker? Now, now you talking? I'm, now I'm gonna give you like I watch film now, and I and I had to, and I was told, and I was telling myself this when I was watching. I said they got to shed the blocks and get off a little quicker, and that's all I seen that they, but they doing it. They, I seen it last week, and they was getting it done, and it was just because I seen at the beginning of the season they weren't getting off that quicker, but now they getting they shedding those blocks and getting those tackles, and every you know, and the big thing is they all pursuing to the ball. That makes a big difference. When a team pursues or uh, swarms the ball, I, I, I see that. I see that now. We're talking with Big John Henderson. He was such a legend here. He will be doing Duval uh, when you are inside the stadium tomorrow night. Now you, you think of Rayshon coming around the corner. You think of some of the things that Mike Caldwell has been able to draw up defensively. And doesn't it seem like Big Hen that in the second half, maybe the last six games of the season, the defense has really grown confidence-wise to where they do feel like they can make impact plays. I, don't you see? I I know I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I see, and and I and I believe that we can get six points every time, mm. and I, that's just me. I, that's what I see, and and I'll be looking for that six in this Saturday game too. <laughs> big now, six. Now, Big John, explain to the fans how important it is that they show up and show out Saturday night because as a defensive player, when the offense has to deal with that crowd noise and that silent count. That's a clear-cut advantage for y'all as rushers coming off the ball. Man, hey, 
Hey, let me tell you something. I told my ten, I told my Tennessee fan when they went to Georgia and they said, oh, the crowd wasn't nothing and they couldn't hear the snaps no more and we got about 12 penalties. I said, it's a fact. That 12 man is so important. Duval, I need you to make some noise, baby. Yes, we got to make noise. I got to hear Grandma, Grandpa, I need y'all to, I need y'all to step up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting texts, Big John. A lot of people making signs. Uh, there, there are a lot of photoshops of uh, that you do in the slap. They're going to have some massive signs on Saturday night. So I know that there's some folks out there that are they're ready for the Jags game. They're also ready for you and your your first first Duval. Uh, I want to I want to give you guys a little uh, secret that I was just texted. Mm-hmm. Big John, do you know where your boy Joe? From the slap video is? I think he, I think he's in Cleveland. He is indeed in Cleveland. He is apparently the vice president of health and safety at the Cleveland Browns. Uh any chance how to get that job? Slapping people. Any That's cha- how he got any it. Any chance we can uh we can get him flown in for tomorrow night's game? Oh, can we? <laughs> That'll be something. That'll be something, man. I love that guy. That's my guy right there. Hey, hey John, Leon just admitted to us that he's having problems sleeping right now. He's so excited. Same with you? Man, are you serious? Man, I can't even sleep. Man, are you? I I don't know what that is. I guess that's just that's just been playing for years. I do. I have problems. My wife said, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "Babe, I can't sleep. You ain't playing." I don't know what it is. I'm just excited. That's <laughs> all, oh, man. I'm just excited, man. And Leon that, and said. Leon said last night he kind of got that feeling that you know that energy that you wake up with like it's time to go play a yeah. ball game. They look, I can't bring my helmet. I'll probably bring it tomorrow. <laughs> I said that. I said, let's strap the pads on him. He looks like he can get at least 20 plays out of him. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I, I know it's cool for you to roam this town. And, and Leon has said it before that, you know, there was a time when you almost, as a former player, you might have had to, I don't know, make excuses for the product. Now it's pretty cool to be about Duval and not have to make excuses about the product, right? Right, right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Been a while since we've been able to talk some smack. I, you know, I'm a, <laughs> out in the street. You, you're right. We always had to defend the Jaguars over the last couple of years on how bad they were and the team this, the team that, whatever. You know, I've been getting a little trash talking in the eyes of late because of the wins the Jaguars. So I hope that continues. Yeah, just yeah, I believe it though continue. Like I said, even even back then, I, I still say you know I still believe back then, but you know, but just got to keep going. They got to get that's now they got a big challenge ahead. I believe they're going to do it. I know they're going to do it. All right, so before you, before you go, will you give us just a little sample of what that Duval is going to sound like uh, for the fans tomorrow night? Maybe just a little primer uh, for the fans out there right now? Yes, I can. Yeah, I can. Here it is. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up now. Hey, man, you be safe at that game, man. Don't be too proud now. If your back start hurting your knees, get you one of them cars to drive you over there now. <laughs> all right? We hey, we don't play no more. There's a lot of walking around that stadium, all right? All right? I got you, sir. All right, bro, man. I'll talk to you later, big dog. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks, yeah. big head. That's awesome. What a legend. 98. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm texting with some folks. Yeah in the media world right now, mm-hmm. and they're saying, ja- Jaguar officials, if you're listening, I know Mayor Curry's listening, mm-hmm. can we get Joe flown in from Cleveland? Yeah. It, it, uh, listen, they're out of the playoffs. 
What's he doing in Cleveland unless he's on vacation? But you, you heard how big, insane would this place be? Oh, it'd be nuts if he shows up. You did hear Big John earlier because I don't know if I'm into that anymore. <laughs> that's, act it. Yeah, that's a lot to take, but it would be pretty awesome uh, because those were those were just so. That's why we have Big Hair Friday, heavy metal with Big John ending our show. Uh, every Friday to get you fired up for the weekend, and that's how he got fired up. Yeah, if they could do like a professional wrestling slap, right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I have to slap yeah. him. Right. Yeah, just ask Tony to get involved a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Listen, Tony will write a script. I feel like he's always writing scripts. I see him. You know, he's, he's got his non-stop, he's got his clipboard with Jags notes, and then on the next page, there's the next AEW script. He said, the 52 weeks a year, he's script writing, which is just crazy. So I don't think we should put it past him yeah. and AEW to have something like that, especially with Big Joe. Big Joe in a, in a onesie, in, in a unitard, I don't know whether we could pull that off or not, but but if he was out there and, and had one of the uh, AEW wrestlers show up, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, Tony right. was also tremendous, by the way, and maybe we should play. I know we have a jam-packed Friday show here today, but mm-hmm. he was tremendous on the Rich Eisen show mm-hmm. earlier this week. I don't know if you guys caught that interview. Great yeah. 23-minute interview, um, ranging from Fulham and AEW to the Jags as well, going really in-depth on the you know numbers and stats stuff that he specializes in. And going back to what the mayor said earlier, that he has seen the Jaguar logo, Trevor, the Jags, Dougie, whatever, on the televisions, on the big sports networks. It seems like, it feels like, for a handful of weeks now. And you would have to go back. The only other two times where you saw it this much in, of recent vintage is the Herb Decay, right? right. Definitely but was, even then, not as much. Yeah, even then, even not, then as much, not as but much. It, but it definitely was a big deal. And then the Minshew Mania. Those are really the last mm-hmm. two times when we have seen week after week after week of Jaguar coverage, and now you are seeing Trevor being front and center. You know, two Saturday night primetime games. You know why this is so much bigger than 2017, and really than the other runs, is because social media is so much more involved right now. That's number one. Mm-hmm. The immediacy. The, the there's so many different 24/7 sports slash NFL channels, so you see it everywhere. And, and now sports, and specifically the NFL, yeah. has infiltrated basic news coverage. And and you've got a quarterback who in two or three years could be the best in the league. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. – that's it's kind of like the perfect storm right now for the city. So, and this this weird, strange run where it started out at 3-7 and seven and now you're, you're, com- you're uh, division champions. The question's been asked, Trevor versus Justin. That's, that's pretty dang obvious. We're talking about two guys, the flowing locks, one guy is uh, – Maybe maybe second-guessed a little bit Justin Herbert when he first came into the league, and uh, uh, as soon as he got in a uniform in the National Football League, he started turning heads. Trevor, generational one, and then maybe even second-guessed a little bit when you go back to what it was last year because he threw a bunch of picks. He didn't throw a bunch of touchdowns. When you consider what he has done and flipped the script, people are trying to figure out whether you take Justin, whether you take Trevor. That's for sure. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars as we're talking about all these positives and all these stats and in the matchup the ap all pro mm-hmm. first and second team just came out not a single jaguar yeah. to be found and, and, and i don't know when they actually send in their votes but it was before i'm guessing before not the before end of the Foye season yeah. was the leading tackler in yeah. the national football league not before tyson campbell had the fifth highest pff grading of any corner and defensive back yeah i, I think not we before all, logan yeah. cook was averaging what on punts yeah, you're, you're you're talking to the choir now because I just think everybody here understands it, but I think those on the outside, they don't, still won't, 
give a lot of respect to this team until they win and win regularly. And if they have a chance to pick someone over, it's just it's the same thing as Her- Herbert V. Lawrence, exact same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, in 96, we had one. That was Keenan. Mm-hmm. 97, we had three, Baselli, Brunel, and Hollis. Mm-hmm. 98, I'm sorry, 98, we had four. And in 99, we had eight. Because of that. That that record stretch. and that yeah, run, yeah, because it, it can't. Right. It, it's, it's a stretch. Can't run. ignore it. It can't ignore you. Yeah, if they if they see you year in and year out playoffs, then they they're going to take notice. Yeah, that's you a know, great so, great example. Yeah. Plus, I mean, honestly, if you take your teal and black glasses off, who on that team should be first team All Pro? Nobody. No, I'm who, not that, who on that team should be second team All Pro? Well, I mean, your leading tackler in the National Football yeah. League. Yeah, but again, we just have, we got to remind ourselves. Who are you going to take off? Right. And I would put Logan Cook. And he was the leading tackler last year. Like, yeah, on a bad on, Falcons he team. He wasn't on. And so, I'm not, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I'm just saying. He's a good player. Right, yeah, right now they've got a team of guys that believe in each other mm-hmm. and that are playing at their ceiling. And that's Which all makes that it matters. more impressive of yeah. a coaching yeah. job, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but what Lee, but Leon's saying is perfect example. You get a you get one right. Then you, you get, get two, two then more. You get three, then yeah. you get you know, and then you yeah. get eight or whatever the number was. Yeah, you get well, yeah, you, you got to establish yourself. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember this team just two years ago had only won four games in two years. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's hard to get that stench off a little bit. It's 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 coming off gradually. The more you win, the more you uh, listen. We we make a nice little run this year. Next year we go eleven and five, twelve and four. The next year thirteen and three, fourteen and two. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a hell it. of a lot more Jaguars. In I agree. Yeah, that's it. All right, Derek from Indiana, speaking of Tyson Campbell, he says he needs to shadow Keenan Allen all night. I don't care if he has to line up and slot every play. If this team can stretch the field, uh, we can turn it into our game and extending drives and letting our defense play free. There are plenty of those types of thoughts. Now that Mike Williams has been ruled out, Keenan Allen will be a major focus for Mike Caldwell and company. So Derek's in Indiana. Are you guys ready for this one? I love this one. We got a guy, a contract fireman, who's working in Qatar currently. He is flying 24 hours back to Jacksonville to watch tomorrow night's playoff game. Round of applause. At TIA Bank Field. Yeah, round of applause uh, for getting back to this side of the world. Shout out to Danny Leonard is our, our fireman who uh, I told, I said, you got to stop by the Wingstop kickoff show tomorrow. Oh, we got to yeah. get a picture with Danny because that is dedication. If Danny is making the trip 24 hours, folks, <sighs> the prices are dropping. If you wanted to wait until Saturday, Friday night, that listen, prices are dropping yeah. on the secondary market. Please, please, please go to that stadium. Because yeah. it, won't it be disappointing after the scene we saw last Saturday yeah. if it's not as full as that game? I totally agree. How many how many Chargers fans are going to show up? Uh, 500? I mean, come on. Here's another one. Driving down from D.C. with my lucky Jags socks on. Go Jags. All right. If you want to hit the pop-off line, 207-7071, you can fire off a little fire uh, as you get ready for tomorrow night. What you're thinking, what you're wishing, what you're hoping for, all that stuff is up for grabs. It is a playoff Friday right here on XL Primetime. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Keep those song selection suggestions coming on the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010, DJ JJ. Also taking your request by phone. We also are enjoying reading a lot of our Nooners' crazy travel stories to get back here in time for tomorrow night's Jaguars home playoff game. This one, courtesy of 6333. Last Sunday, I headed back to Birmingham for school. Thursday, I drove back down to Duval. DTWD, baby. Yep, and you know what? School, come on. A hook and go. 
uh, think about it, uh, do a little research, study just a bit, but make sure you're in the bank when it comes time for the win. I know somebody who uh, I believe will be in the bank on Saturday night. Yeah, our, yeah. Ne- our next guest. Yeah. No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. We already heard from one of Leon's legends. Let's hear from another Aaron Beasley joining us on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Where in the world is Bees? Will you be at the game tomorrow night, sir? I will be there. I'm in Duval, working on my golf game today. (laughs) (laughs) Big baby. Oh, is that the guy? What's okay. going on? What's going on, Killer? What's up, Big Thursday? You, you ready for this game, man? I, 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 killer? You, you can't say Killer on the radio. I just did. Oh. <laughs> That's your nickname. <laughs> you ready for this game, bro? Man, I'm like, I'm at the point where I can't even sleep because I'm so excited, you know? It's been a minute for a home playoff game for me to uh, actually be at, so... I'm I'm ready for this, man. I, I'm like, I already talked to my boy Cisco. I told him I don't feel like doing push-ups for drop interceptions anymore, you know. So <laughs> mm-hmm. he said he's going to make a couple plays for me, and I, I appreciate it. Now, Killer, I ain't going to call you Killer no more. Dad. So, Bees, uh, what, well, you've been in both scenarios, both situations, right? In 96, you know, we were clear-cut underdogs, wasn't much expected out of us. We were playing with house money. And 99, you know, everybody was looking at us as the team to beat, being the number one seed in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And what scenario for you did you enjoy more? I love being the underdog, you know. When when you play, you go out there and you play free and you don't have anything to lose. You don't have any tightness amongst the, uh, the team because there's no pressure. You know, like you said, it was house money. Uh, we weren't expected to win. So when you play like that, I feel like you play with a, be- a different edge. We're talking with Aaron Beasley. You can definitely find him on social media. Former Jaguar, great. Played that corner position and locked it down. What do you – coming out of last week, what do you think they said we got to work on the most on either side of the ball? Um, I feel like, especially on defense, we have to control the, the, the first down. Uh, see, last week, you know – I knew the game plan was going to be to keep our offense off the field, and they they were successful until the fourth quarter because they were getting into third and short situations where now the options are open. You can run, you can pass, um, and I feel like we're going to have to control first down and really get up in these guys' faces because they're going to see some weaknesses with us in our in our slot in the in the crossing routes, and sometimes that tight end gets loose a little bit. So, so like we tighten that up, we'll be all right. All right, Bees, I want to circle back to the whole Cisco thing. Now, he told you he's going to get a couple. Did you explain to him that you can't make that statement without actually backing it up? Well, I didn't say turnover. I just said a couple big plays. You know, just sometimes it's not about the turnover. You know, sometimes it's about that, uh, that big tackle, you know, that tackle for a loss, anything that can gain momentum. And that's, that's what I talked to him about, you know, find those plays that, you know, uh, adds a spark, you know, because that's what was happening on uh, – on, on the game before, you know, we're, we're, we're balancing with the offense. You know, when the offense made a play, defense came back and made a play. That's going to have to happen this week. Bees, I will tell you this. When I brought it to Andre Sisco's attention that you had told us that you were texting him, he was kind of shocked. He goes, you know Beasley? 
And I was like, oh, we just had him on the radio, man. He's a good friend of the primetime gang, friend of the program. Always glad to have you on the fair and fair phone line. But he told me he's known you before he got to Syracuse. Can you elaborate a little bit about your relationship with him and how you guys first met? Uh, well, uh, Kevin Johnson, who actually played for the Jaguars, uh, uh, was a good friend of mine, and he uh, has a facility up in New Jersey. So I've been training up there for probably like the last 10 years, uh, a lot of uh, good New Jersey defensive backs. And he comes from that same area. So he was down there for a couple of camps. And I had uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. I had a couple NFL guys there, and he was working out. And it was just a great chance for him to see what it really takes. And then we got a chance to really have a great conversation at the Walter Camp All-American. I think he led the nation in interceptions that year. So I, I was challenging him. And one thing is I always go up to the Walter Camp All-American and I'll do one-on-ones against people in my tuxedo because, you know, Killer B still feels like he got it, but he can only do five yards. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's just he's just a great kid, great person. And I just – it was so surprising that when he got drafted here, I was first person to text him like, man, you going back to my old stopping grounds? It was like excited. Like, I was so excited for him because when we don't play anymore – we live through these guys now, you know. So mm-hmm. when I train somebody and he makes it, man, it's like it's me out there playing. Mm-hmm. Now, Bees, and I'm, I'm gonna put on your defensive coordinator hat right now. You got Justin Herbert coming in here. Uh, you got a pretty, not you know, not high flying offense. How, what do you do as a coordinator to attack him? What do you What do you do if you're going into this game? I feel like he's a smart uh, quarterback. He he knows how to read coverages and. You know, I feel like a lot of great things happen when you disguise. You know, we can't be vanilla in our coverages. We got to show them one thing and play another because we got to have guys reading on the fly. When you when you get as a quarterback, when you know it's going to be cover three, you know exactly where to go. Uh, we want to add that that time so our line can get there. Our, our defensive line has been getting back to a lot, so we want to give these guys time to get there. And I mean, that's what it is. It's going to have to be pressure up in his face keep him in contain because he can run and, you know, just play our ball. Just just fly, fly around to the football. Bees, were you guys ever in a situation where you said, all right, this guy's taking away this receiver? Like Tyson Campbell, he stays with Keenan Allen the entire game and you're playing combo coverage the rest of the way. Is that, can you do that this late in the season, you think? Uh, you can, but I feel like sticking to your gun, sticking to what you know. And because that's what San Diego's going to do what they do, you know, and that's, one thing I was thinking about before I got on the call, I was like, what do you really prepare for? You prepare for what they've done all year. Because what happens, the D coordinator has an ego, the O coordinator has an ego, and they think their stuff is always going to be right, and you just have to execute. And I, I feel like if we if we find out their, their niche plays, what, what they're very comfortable doing, take that away. I don't think you have to take away a certain player because they're versatile. You can That running back can hurt us. Uh, the, the other rookie, uh, Carter, he's pretty tough. So I feel like guys are up there for a reason. So you can't really think about taking a guy away. Just just play good, solid ball. A couple more for Aaron Beasley before we turn uh, the Jaguar legend loose. And, and you come at it from, say, Dre Sisco's point of view and from your point of view, okay, playing corner or safety. Austin Eckler, Aaron, 
The last time he was in Jacksonville, this is a saucy nug, JJ. The last time Austin Eckler was in Jacksonville, he had 101 yards rushing, 112 yards receiving. They won 45 to 10. He did it all on 12 touches, the fewest in league history to get over the century mark in both categories. Saucy nug. So if you're on that side of the ball, how do you deal with that guy and make sure that he doesn't get off? Well, that's why I was saying you can't focus on one guy because mm-hmm. he is a quiet, unknown, can I say it, killer. <laughs> 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 hey, that dude, you have to find him. You have to make sure you keep him in the box. I mean, because he's fast, he's strong, uh, he's quick. I mean, he's, he's a all-around back. And we just got to make our tackles because mm-hmm. I kind of accounted to – the, the Georgia game, the, the championship game. We don't know what kind of game that would have been if they would have made those plays on that first drive. And that's why I say it's not about making the big plays. It's about making your plays, making your tackles, you know, doing catching catching the ball and not worrying about the extra yardage until you catch it. Do your job at 100% and let the tips fall where they must fall. Now, Beasley, uh, both, this reminds me of the 9-6 team a lot. You know, we both – Started the season three and seven, and we finished on a run. And I'm thinking that they had the same thing we had back in the day. They helped us deal with the season. There has to be a club Nate somewhere in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> Playing some boo-ray. Hey, there has to be a club Nate. That's the only the only explanation for this team starting the same way we started and then finishing the same way we finished, bro. I feel like. We were such a young team. We had a couple – we had a good bet sprinkled in there. But, mm. like, Kevin, myself, Tony, Cheever, Barlow, we were just trying to fit in and just and just feed off of y'all because you guys been there, and all we were trying to do was just do our job because that's what it becomes, being consistent at your job and doing it and trusting yourself because your teammates are relying on you. You know, we talked about that earlier, and now – the whole the whole script has flipped. Now they are playing it as units, the one defensive unit, one offensive unit, and that's how we became good at the end of the season. We've been through the tough struggles. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, what else you want to bring to us? We're ready for it all. Yeah. Well, bees, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I, I'll see you Saturday night and give you a big baby when I see you. Oh yeah, I'll be there early. <laughs> Thanks, bees, 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 I gotta ask: Are you gonna be uh, you're gonna be making your rounds around the tailgates then, or right to the stadium? I'll be in lot J with the DJ, mm-hmm. <laughs> spinning to, on the wheels, <laughs> ready to rumble. We love it. We love it. Thanks as always for joining us, bees. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having me, baby. Right. Baby, that's there awesome. He goes. Aaron Beasley on the Fair and Farrah phone line. All right, let's hit the break because we do have our picks coming up. And uh, DJ JJ, who is still taking your big hair heavy metal Friday song request, tells us there was some major movement in our picks from last week. Who is at the top of the XL Primetime pick leaderboard? That's coming up next on 1010XL 92.5 FM. One, two, three. Time now for Cover 3. Three big college games. Three big NFL games. Who on XL Primetime can beat the spread? All right, Joe, you went 6-0 and last week. You are now our leader at the top with only, I believe, 
13 games left in the season, I think. 6 and 0. I wish I would have bet on all of those. All right, so you will be going first. Uh, Mia and Matt are a few games back now, 56-51-6. and You are 60-47-6. And And, uh, Leon is actually only five games, uh, seven games back. What about you, JJ? I'm tied with Leon. All right, so uh, let's go. We'll leave the Jags game for last. So we have six games. We're going to do them all. Seattle at Niners. Let me just say this for all you playoff expansion people. It sucks. Yeah, what the hell is Seattle doing This here? is terrible. We have the Dolphins and we have Seattle in this year. Thank no. God for that. For what it's worth, the, the Dolphins might have looked a little bit better if they didn't have a quarterback <laughs> Skylar Thompson. just getting knocked around. All right, so Seattle is playing on the road against the 49ers. The Niners, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Joe. All right, so I, I can't help but just acknowledge, like, I keep thinking at some point uh, the 49ers are just going to cool off, slow down, however you want to describe it. They aren't, and they just keep destroying anything that's in their wake. They beat up on Seattle up there. This is supposed to be – I'm just going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay the point. What's the line again, JJ? Nine and a half. I don't know, man. I, I, because I, was li- I was listening – Mina Kimes this morning, and she made a really good point of we she's saw. She's a Seattle homer. She's a Seattle ahead. homer, correct. Um, but she made the good point of uh, one of your favorite college football videos, JJ, of Brock Purdy's interception, where he kind of just flung it in the air. We haven't had one of those yet. He's kind of been lucky, but I don't think it happens this week. I do think the 49ers will cover. Matt, All right, well, I got to start taking chances. There's only 13 games left. Sure, I'm going to defend the belt. Um, start playing that Amazon music too, man. Come on, let's get serious about this. <laughs> Nine and a half points, huh? Nine and, Nine a, half and a half points. Nine and a half. Man, I'm looking for like a late uh, excuse me TD, and I'm going to take the nine and a half in the Seahawks. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, back in the day. It's rain. Was- By the way, a lot of rain in that game. A lot, a lot of, of rain. Yeah. A lot of rain. It's supposed huh? to be a weather game. So that means they're going to rush for about 250, I guess. Yeah, yeah but that's a lot of mud. 49ers, man. They can run it. Just they can run the ball. I know. Okay. All right. 49 is going to kill this team. <laughs> I yeah, agree. Back in the day, it used to be a pretty good rival. Right. Now it's lopsided. Let's go to the other games. Who, who are you taking, JJ? I'm taking the Niners. Okay, just real quick. Niners. i got to throw this out there. Uh, this is a saucy nug. I don't think you can work all this in at the same time, but it is a saucy. Uh, saucy so, nugs. Yeah. So, Geno Smith is making his first career postseason start this weekend. Wow. Will be the first quarterback since who in 2016 to make a playoff debut at age 32 or older? Wow. So he's making his debut oh, in the playoff. Uh, age. Anyway, it's not one that you'll get. Uh, it's Matt Moore, and it mm. kind of all ties right. together because right. Matt, Matt Moore had to start when Tannehill got knocked out for right. Miami, and here Miami yep. is again with another guy having to start for them. So anyway, Gino, give him credit. At least he made it to the postseason. Uh, so Dolphins at Bills. Bills, 13-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Joe. Uh, just based on what we just talked about, and, and both teams have good defenses. They really do. We know You the, love big numbers, too. Yeah, I, because I think the bigger it gets, the more you got to lay it. And, and, you know, Captain Ron's always like, I like points. I like points, and I get it. Take him, Joe. And it's, a, you know, a bit of a, of a – you know, a, a ride, if you hang on to those points as long as you can, I'm laying them. Uh, you know, and, and, and by the way, Josh Allen, quit, quit mucking it up around the, the goal line. As long as he's not you know, throwing it to the other guy around the goal, I'm going to lay those points. All right, let's go Matt first. Okay. I, I mean, I can't take those points. I, can't. I just can't. 
Skylar Thompson, come on. Yeah. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like thirty-one-three. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised the line. Just the temperature. Bigger. I'll take yeah. the bill. Mm. Yeah. It'll be it'll be cold. It'll be cold. <laughs> right, it's gonna be cold. And also, you know, Buffalo home playoff I'm, game. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills as well. Uh, clean sweep. All right. <clears throat> Giants at Vikings. Giants getting a lot of love from national people this week. Vikings at home, three-point favorites. I just don't know how Minnesota's favored in anything. Okay? They won the NFC North. It's the first time that they've won it in a while. I get that. I don't know whether it's by default, but this is the NFC North title. That they've had, just like Jacksonville, first time since 2017, and I just I don't know. I'm just gonna go ahead and take the points because it's Minnesota. And they just keep they seem to just keep letting you down whenever you kind of get on that side of it. I'm taking Skull. They've heard enough about this crap. Okay, they're gonna okay. they're gonna win this. They may not get past the divisional round. They're winning this game. Mm-hmm. See, this they're is, winning. I'm laying the points. This and the game that's gonna be occurring here in the city of Jacksonville Saturday night, I believe, in a perfect world, are the two closest games. Mm-hmm. At least on paper, these are the two teams. Right. That, to me, it says that's, that's what Giants, Vegas is telling you. The too. Giants. Listen, they almost escaped Minnesota with a win not too long ago, Christmas mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. But I. This is hard. All right, I, I'm going to pick the Giants, but I'm telling you right now, you can have it on the record. Either the Giants sneak this one out, and then the Brian Dayball for Coach of the Year hype continues, or Minnesota absolutely rolls them, and then they lay an egg in the divisional round. I'm gonna pick the Giants as well. Mm-hmm. I just I think the Vikings are just going to implode. Really? Yeah, they don't. I just kind of look at that. Record? What's the record? They have like 13 what? wins. 13 yeah. wins is the most overrated 13 win team. Ever. Uh, lots they, by one that score all week too, this year. Yeah, all week they've been. They're going to hear that home when they go all home. All week, the and that that dome's going to be loud. Oh, the one thing that you right. can point to is that Giants defense. And you're also hanging your hat on Daniel Jones. Just FYI, that Giants no, defense. J- Justin Jefferson should go off on yes. that on that Giants yes. defense. Yes. Uh, but Daniel Jones has been a, a much smarter caretaker of the football. I want to say he's like. By the way, your pick your pick fewer, is in fewest interceptions because I couldn't get my Georgia T- P- TCU pick out. So your pick is in. You've mm-hmm. got the Giants and the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. the Vikings. Um, I just like the home team here because mm-hmm. you were okay. waving there. I saw that on yeah. your face. Listen, I know I know what you're doing over there. You're, <laughs> you're still trying to sell us that we that you took Georgia. All okay. right, another one of our terrible <laughs> playoff games: uh, Ravens at Bengals. Again, injury related. JJ. <laughs> yes. Do we know is Huntley playing? Yes, he is. Bengals nine-point favorites at home. Again, nine-point favorites in a playoff game. Joe, what was, who do you got? What was James's name? I feel like I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna go from six and zero to zero and six. But who, who was <laughs> now James? you would be back in it, man? Yeah, who was James on Jeopardy? He, every single time he got the, the daily double, he just go all in, and, and so oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm laying points. You're laying it. Yeah, smart. I'm taking. Taking points because I think Huntley can keep them within. Snoop, I, 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 I think James is it not? Is it nine or nine and a half? It's nine. Our other crappy playoff game is nine and a half. I would have loved that hook. I'll take the nine. I'll take it's the eight, nine. To it's break. eight and a half on my bookie. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it changed in the yeah. last. No, no, we got nine. You told me nine. I'm taking nine. <laughs> it's nine. nine. <laughs> well, yeah, the picks in, the it's picks written in. down at nine. Oh. Right, so it Ravens. is written down at nine. Yes, it is. Um, I need every half point I can get. Man. I'm gonna go. Written. I'm gonna go Bengals only because this is their first. Correct me if I'm wrong because they went to Baltimore last week. That was where last week's meeting was. They didn't play in Cincinnati. Correct me if I'm wrong. Bueller. No, I 
Bueller? I'm Baltimore. not sure. Mm, I'm not sure. Was it? All right, well, let's look it up because I think if this is the first game the Bengals have played since the Bills, you know, the medical emergency with Tamar Hamlin occurred, I would think that, you know, the Bills, the Bengals are going to come out with a little something extra. Um, no, that was a home game. I'm going to mm-hmm. take the Ravens to cover Sunday Night Football. Mm. Weird things happen at night. All right. Some of these mm. home got some of these homes. homes yeah. And wait, wait, they wait. Gotta wait lose, man. Can I read you guys this one? Some I, of the home favorites got to lose. I want to read you guys this one. This is courtesy of WBAL's Pete Gilbert, who has covered the Baltimore Ravens for more than two decades. So he tweeted, "We're on to Cincinnati. As lovely a drive as you'd imagine. There's snow everywhere from Baltimore to Cincinnati. But fired up to make my first Ravens playoff road trip since January 15. Nobody thought they'd win in Pittsburgh that year either. We'll see." Uh. Motivation, huh? Just gonna they didn't play yes. everybody last week either. Nothing by the way. like bringing up a game yeah. from eight they had, years they had, ago with different exactly. players. They had a third completely. string quarterback. They were sitting a lot of guys. They yeah, Joe Cool's going to slot. They're going to be ready. <laughs> All right, I agree with Leon. I right. I can't wait to not watch this game. All right, I'm not either. Dallas at. I already Bucks. made dinner reservations. Dallas, I'm excited about this one. Actually, this is Monday night. Brady's last stand as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer? Question mark. Dallas on the road, two and a half point favorites. You hate this game. I can see you taking it right now. This game. <laughs> this is I tough. hate this game. And it's so funny because I'm going to give you two saucies. Uh, one just runs completely counter to the other one because when you think about it, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Okay, he is unbeaten against the Dallas Cowboys. Saucy nugs, unbeaten. He's never lost a game to them, including this season. Right. Then you take and exactly. Then you take the last eight road playoff games the Dallas Cowboys have had. Guess what their record is? One and seven, I think. Oh. Oh and eight. Whoa. Oh. 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 Tossy nugs. <laughs> I'm taking the Bucks. I'll Are just you? I'll just take the points. I like Man, that, I Joe. Was hoping you were going to take the, the Cowboys. So I'm also going to take the Bucks. As much as I think their offense is anemic, I think they're going to put it together when they need to. Like and Dallas I, is the most unreliable. And honestly, team ever. I hear th- I see a lot of people on the timeline right now talking about with Mike Williams now out for tomorrow night's game. Is Brandon Staley on the hot seat with Sean Payton go there? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys lay an egg in Tampa. Shawnee's going to Dallas. Yeah, they're not laying. The Bucks like they're terrible. They are. The Cowboys are not laying good. an egg. There's no way they're that going in there and Bucks getting that game. Defense is good. Dak with a league leading. Or league time. I know that. I, I know that. But that Bucks team is their defense is they're average right now. They're not playing well at all. Okay. I'm taking them. I'm taking them, boys. Falling down that ladder. Keep going down. <laughs> I'm <laughs> taking. You pass me, right? I, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking twelve. I'm taking twelve all day. And you know I don't like going <clears throat> Tom's way too often, but twelve I, doesn't have much around. And him I'm, right I'm now. probably going to get burnt, but that's the way I'm going. I'm with Matt on this one. Mm-hmm. I like Dallas. Mm-hmm. I know the history and how terrible Dallas has been in the playoffs lately, but like, the Bucks suck. Yeah, they. they but much do Dallas right. isn't too great either. But uh, begrudgingly, I am taking Dallas. All right, last but certainly not least, the game of the weekend, as far as I'm concerned, even if the Jags. Even if I wasn't in Jacksonville, I would be saying that. Right. I love this matchup. Chargers at Jags. Chargers right now on my bookie. Two and a half point favorites on the road. Josie. I feel like the Mike Williams news is huge. Anyone's just tuning in. Mike Williams has been ruled out for this game. But I go and I look at these numbers real quick, and they haven't moved since that news came out, which is kind of interesting. So there's more people that probably just want to put their money on what they view as as the hotter team or recognizable, whatever. 
I'm taking the points. I'm taking the home dog in Duval. I'm taking this run game against that run defense. And I'm taking Trevor to run it in against that run defense. I- I'm going to take those points. It- happily take those points. Uh, we know I'm in the the ring of hell with MJD where I have to pick against the Jags because I have the last five weeks. So, uh, therefore, I have to pick the Chargers. But I do have teal pants on. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rum. Well, and, Taylor, you, and Taylor Loft in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You could pick Collins the Road. Chargers Thank to you. win, but the Jags to cover. That's true. But we I, could be sneaky about it. Yeah, this. that's mm-hmm. true. It's two and a half, though. Oh, man, this is a tough one. It's a tough one. Two and a half, huh? Mm-hmm. You take yeah, a look at, half, at these two. I Herbert. Like, I feel like James Kong leaving Las Vegas. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. I'm going to go, uh, you know what? I'm going to take the Jags. I'm going to take the Jags and the points because even I, I can easily see 24, 23, something like that. And then I got to come. Mm. Yeah, I'm taking the Jags all day. All day. JJ, I think you're going the mm. other way. Yeah, I do, nah, I do think the Chargers are going to win this one, unfortunately. I just don't think the Jags defense is – they've been playing better, but I still think about that Lions game. You know, I think about the Dallas game. I I think the Chargers are going to put up a lot of points, and I think they'll pull this one off. These two quarterbacks have combined for nearly 9,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, and that that Eckler number is haunting for this defense. You know that they'll have something. But just a saucy for you, L.A. has given up 72 plays this season of at least 20 yards. That's the third most in the league. Saucy nugs. They also have the worst so, first down defense yeah. in the league. Wait, so wait, wait. Plays. Say that again. L.A. has given up 72 plays this season of at least 20 yards, third most in the league. Saucy nugs. Look, when you get to this point in the season, you are what you are, yeah. man. So, they gotta have, so Jacksonville's got to have some bust-off yeah. plays. Some yes. bust-off plays, and, and we'll see whether or not they can get it done. All right, Big Search, uh, yep. you, you said you're, score, you're taking the points. Mm-hmm. Give us a score. Your, what's your prediction? A prediction? Um... I've got the Jaguars 27, and I've got Chargers 20. Okay. That's I a seven-point victory. Seven-point victory. Uh, I think both. I think both. that score in the first half, bro. No, no, no. I think both defenses are going to step up. I know y'all are looking for the high-flying, you know. Yes, please. Yes. No, it's going to be – defense is going to show. See, that, really? that should be somewhere right. around mm-hmm. that total. And I know people are paying attention to that I as think well. it's right above it. Yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. it's what's the total? It's right, right now sitting at forty-seven and a half. So he's right oh, there, ooh. right there with it. Nailed All right, so fifth quarter. Yep, yep. All right, you'll be ready to go. Absolutely. I think it's. We don't always ask you to do this, but why don't you leave with a Duval today? Okay. <laughs> In three, four, four. two, one. Primetime. I love JJ the DJ. What are you cranking, my man? Bro, seriously? Yeah, I'm just asking. Just for the Van Halen. I'm asking for the people. Matt gets so pissed. Joe, you just crushed me right there. Seriously. The only reason I I did that is kind of a running joke because when we did have, like, absolute big hair, Heavy Metal Friday, and we wouldn't allow Van Halen on. By the way, speaking of Van Halen. You just cut me to the white. In an episode of The Sopranos last night. Uh, he's in a card game. Yeah, yeah. I wish, and Lawrence Taylor. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah LT. Because listen, that I'm telling you, JJ, I love that you found it. It doesn't matter how many decades later, but that was the kick down the door series for everything else that's come after. And, and big names, VIPs and other circles wanted, wanted to be in that. Show. They wanted to be with yes. Gandolfini now. That was it more than anything else in Paul. Legend. Oh, they wanted to be in that circle. Season five, you can really tell the amount of like actors and you know celebrities that wanted in. Yeah. All right. Now I got a couple things. We got to work in some some funky facts, uh, even some from the listeners that have brought them to the table uh, with the Jags and Chargers. Uh, and then I look on the text line, and somebody. I'm just gonna. I don't even know. I don't know what side of Duval to go to. Uh, maybe they can let us know, west side, north side, whatever it might be. But there is a grocery cart with some hot links. Okay, you know those are some beautiful brats that are going going on the grill. Oh, yeah. They're going to glaze up. Uh, those, I'm a those, sausage guy. They're going to exactly. glaze up those, uh, you know, uh, corn on the cobs yeah. with uh, some margarine. Yeah. And yeah. then inside this cart is a bottle of champagne, of course, for celebrating, and a case of bush light. And I've never, ever seen them paired together, and I absolutely love it. Weren't we I, discussing Bush Light yesterday? I ab- Is that uh, Bush us? Light. Listen, yeah. I didn't grow up on Bush Light. I grew up on Bush because Bush I heavy. was swiping him out of my dad's cooler uh, when we were fishing for God, mullet like on Volano Beach. Man. There was no such thing as Bush Light back then, but that's that's a case of 24 and a nice bottle of champagne. And then, How much is that case of 24? Like, what, $7, $8? Uh, yeah, With man, inflation, even, absolutely not. Probably 13 14 Yeah, It's up there just a little bit, you know. By the way, speaking of beer, not Bush Light, but Bud Light, this afternoon, Dick's Wings, Beach in San Pablo. Yeah. You can find it's right near 1122, and you can head on in there. The Frangie Show will be holed up from 3 to 6 this afternoon, and you have got the first 100 cold Bud Lights on the house. Augie Bush sent a direct memo, said, you know, boom, put a stamp on it. And so we will have a Bud Light Yeti cooler. We will have tickets. Everything We have all sorts of things that we'll be giving away with a raffle. So you got to get there, get ready for the pep rally and party. Yes, pair of tickets to tomorrow night's game will be raffled off, as well as autographed merchandise, merchandise from the Jaguars. And then, of course, tons of free swag from the Jags, from 1010XL, from Bud Light, and then from Dick's Wings as well. And again, the first 100 Bud Lights are on the house. There will be plenty of special guests, too. So make sure you stop on by 3 to 6, 14286 Beach Boulevard. Again, that's in the uh, shopping plaza there at the corner of Beach and San Pablo. Yeah, make sure you drop on in. By the way, uh, uh, Ron Compton, Compton and Company, you know, he, he before the Jaguars were born, he, he grew up a, a, a diehard star fan. And he, uh, you know, he gave me a, an example of, uh, you know, what happened in high school when she kept, kept giving you the idea that you could ask her to the dance, you could ask mm-hmm. her to the dance, you got a chance, you got a chance, mm-hmm. and then you finally asked her and she said no. And that's what the Cowboys are, okay? That's what the Cowboys are right now. So we're going to find out whether or not Keep they can get it. telling yourself that. That's one of those games I'm getting back. Yeah, whether they can get it done or not. Because, honestly, with, with the way they have gone about their business here of late, I, I, I just don't know who you can trust. All right, now, I got to get to a couple of other ones here because we were throwing out saucy nugs uh but my man sent us a good funky fact this is from t jizzle so let's go ahead and do it right now time now for a funky fact get funky with funky buddha you can definitely check out funky buddha look for the cooler section in your local grocer and go get you some especially if you're planning for uh some fun action tomorrow all right so trevor lawrence of your jacksonville jaguars second quarterback since 1950 
to double his wins in passing touchdowns and cut his interceptions in half from one season to another with a minimum of 10 starts. Who was the other to do that? I don't know, but I was the guy like 11 months ago, so that's what I wanted from him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's he what I want. It. I think a lot he did of us, it. yeah. I asked, did for, it. I asked for 30 and 15. He didn't quite get there, although with, if you count the rushing touchdowns. Is it Peyton? It's got to be Peyton. There's been a lot of Peyton-Trevor comparisons on the timeline. No, because Peyton was like 29 and 28, so there's no way he did that. Yeah, but this is from one season to another. Like, then that means the next season he had, what, Oh, not, not first season. Just yeah. one season to another. Yeah, yeah. Double his, double his uh, wins and passing touchdowns and cut his interceptions in half. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say El Boogie. Mm, that one's a good one. I'm going to say Peyton. All right, JJ? Yeah, I'll go with my original Peyton Manning. Okay, so uh, it is in 2003 and 2004. Oh, dang. From NFL Research, Drew Brees. Oh, I did see that on the Twitter yep. timeline. Yep. Yes. Drew Brees. So thanks to E. Jizzle for sending that to us because that was a funky fact. I got a couple more uh, that we want to get to as well because there's just so much that you could wrap your head around. We've had a lot of people that have jumped in talking about what they think it will take to win this ball game. A lot of people are landing on the defensive side of the ball, that's for sure, and trying to figure out whether or not you're going to get whether or not you're going to be able to get that big play. Because I think they people are gravitating to that big play that they had a week ago. They know they got to stop a high-powered offense. Justin Herbert, it's, it's worth noting, both of these guys have thrown 25 touchdowns, but it took a little over 4,000 yards for T-Law to do it. It took nearly 4,800 yards for Justin Herbert to do it. And he's been up and down health-wise with his, with his receivers, that's for sure. But getting to him and having an answer for Austin Eckler, I think we all know. I I do love what Coach said yesterday, Coach Dave Campo, our coach here on primetime, mm-hmm. when he said it's not so much the big plays defensively as not giving up the, or not making the bad plays. Mm-hmm. So it's – and I think actually that's how they played that game last week. Yeah. And I do believe they were a little tight last week. But defensively they weren't giving up bad plays mm-hmm. and they weren't making the big plays until two minutes to go in the game. Mm-hmm. But if I think if you can if you can move along second quarter third quarter in the fourth quarter you haven't given up that bad play you got a really good chance yeah. to win that game. It's funny you say that about playing tight, Matt, because that was something I was just talking in a group chat with a couple other reporters about. I think last week, yes, certainly in the Jaguars locker room they were locked in, but it definitely was a locked in like my God, this is the biggest game we're ever going to play. Against, now, against our rivals. Against our rivals. The place is going to be packed. Like, we cannot lay an egg. Mm-hmm. This week, it's the quiet confidence we were talking about. It's locked in. But I think it's a little bit more loose. And I disagree with some of my colleagues who are su- suggesting that maybe it's because they feel like, all right, we made it. Th- this was the goal. Because I, I did not get that vibe at all. Well, I, to I, your I, point, though, about the, about the threat from the Chargers, I do want to make a note that at one point, in this past Saturday's game against the Titans, Titans tight ends caught six catches for 69 yards and a touchdown, and that was when Josh Dobbs had thrown for about 100 yards total. And so I still have a lot of reservations about those crossing routes over the middle. I understand Keenan Allen will be playing more in the slot. Can Trey Herndon stop him? Do you have Tyson Campbell slide over there? I have concerns about the Jaguars linebackers dropping back in coverage because that Chigakonkwo touchdown was Foye Aluakin in coverage as we talk about his potential snubbing by the AP 
for an all-pro selection. He's great in run defense. He's great in the middle of the field. But when he drops back in coverage, I have questions well, between yeah, him and the rookies. And so that is where my concern really lies with the, with the Chargers is I do think over the years, their tight ends, when the Jaguars have faced off with them, like so many teams, that's uh, where the t- Jaguars tight ends, have struggled. Yeah, yeah. T- a tight end was never invented or utilized here in the city of Jacksonville until this year, at least for a long time it hadn't been that way. And then tight ends just roasted uh, these defenses. But two numbers that bother me that aren't the obvious ones, five and seven. Five and seven, that's Palmer and Everett. Those two you have to account for because Everett will be that guy that you're talking about. And so five and seven, keep your eye on him. And, and Cisco's going to have to come up. There's going to have to be some help because the linebackers have been beaten by tight end play. They just have. Palmer's a good player. He's too, a man. really good player. Here's another thing, too, that's, and I'm sure they've worked on this this week, those bunch sets. They were getting mm-hmm. killed on those bunch sets. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like the Titans have elite receivers. These receivers are much better. You get killed on a bunch set against these guys, they can take it for a much bigger gain than eight yards. All right, Juice did let me know that the uh, the case of Bush Light and everything else, corn and all that, sausage, all that, low country boil and champagne nice. uh, for the after party. Well I do love it. I do love it. Uh, and so they will be uh, partying like most of you will. Let us know where you're going to be, any special plans that you've got, that's for sure. Uh, but no Mike Williams tomorrow night. That will be a big, big deal. Um, we'll get back into some of our big hair, heavy metal. If you've got that anthem, that playlist uh, that you have every uh, every Jaguar home game and you're trying to come up with a little something special this week, let us know. We would love to hear that. Now, my man, Roland Deli. Okay, now, basically, Roland Deli. He put the role in Deli. That's basically what he does. Now, this is what he said. He said, you should come out, enjoy the tailgate with us. He said that they basically post up at tailgaters, which is where the kickoff show will be. Yes, sir. And he says, plenty of food, drinks. He says, when you hear a game show theme in the playlist, you got to do a group shot right then and there. So they insert game show songs throughout throughout their playlist. And then, boom, it's Jamison shot time. And they've got to go do shots. So let us know if you got anything crazy going on. We'd love to hear it. 641-1010. You can hit the text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosures. And Bushlight, thank you, Texters, is on sale at Publix. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. We've got mixed marriages or maybe mixed families you might talk about tomorrow. I don't know how many Charger fans are out there uh, if you're not in Southern California, but we did have one off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Going to the game tomorrow, my son, daughter, and son-in-law are coming down from North Carolina. Son is a Chargers fan, big Phillip Rivers fan. After the Jags beat that Chargers A, I'm going to send my son back to North Carolina crying. I love that. I love that. Uh, who you got and why? I think that's been the, the talk everywhere, all over the city, all over Duval, as to you know what you're – Gut is telling you, Trevor Lawrence, this last week, we know, ball popped out, overthrow to Zay, easily, um, I say easily, could have had a touchdown against, uh, uh, against that defense with Christian Kirk had the officials been looking at that potential P.I. in the left uh, corner of the end zone or left uh, goal line area. I think he bounces back big time. I can, you know, it's like you're trying to picture what's going to happen. Rushing touchdown from Trevor Lawrence tomorrow night. Yeah. This team – gives up yardage. ETN needs to have a big game, and so does Trevor. I sensed it in my conversations with him 
this week, both at the podium and then off to the side. Um, even dating back to post game on Saturday, I was talking with him in the back of the presser room, and I got the vibe of that wasn't good enough for Trevor. I, he admitted I mean, it. He definitely yeah. admitted it. Yeah, I got the vibe that it wasn't good enough for him. He felt like he left a lot out there, and I also got the vibe that Travis Etienne wasn't happy with his performance either, which I think that his performance was much more of a byproduct of what the Titans presented. And I know we talked with Coach Campo about that yesterday. Yeah. And and I do think now, I don't want to say that just because you're going up against one of the worst run defenses in the National Football League, he's going to run all over the Chargers. But at the same time, at least you can say to yourselves, all right, you know now that they do have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack back regardless of what Joey Bosa's actual health status is, since considering we were told Mike Williams may play in the game, and now he... uh, He's got a groin, and that could flare up for sure. Yeah, his season is now over, so who knows if Brandon Staley is actually giving us the full story. Um, But you would think that those two are going to try to wreak havoc against Walker Little and Jawan Taylor and get after Trevor Lawrence. And so in theory, that not only opens up the run game for Travis Etienne, but it also should open up the screen game, which was largely what the Jaguars implemented in that route week three. Evan Ingram. He needs to be a big part of this too. Yeah, I it's I think now we're at the point where he's Trevor's played enough games we're talking about now, you know, thir- 34 games, all right? So mm-hmm. you've seen now what he is and who he is and how he how he goes about playing. Typically, when he has an off game, he comes back and has a really good game. Mm-hmm. So I expect him to play really well. I expect them to not play as tight. I honestly, they look tight in that game, man. They did. They couldn't help it. I think because of what we have all talked about, it, they were on the win streak. It was there in front of them. It was against the rival. Uh, can they keep it going under the lights? Uh, uh, how, how the little? Winter walk. Yeah, winter walk because right. How little has this team played under the lights in that environment with that much at stake? And by the way. They thought about that game all day, and, and, and people may, may minimize that. That's a big deal. That probably is a little bit of why they came out a little tight. I think sometimes you can't help it. Kind of get in your own head just a little bit. And, and they did make enough plays to go down the field, and then they just made a bad play, or then they made the, uh, you know, the overthrow or, or the no-PI call. And so those were scores that you felt like that's a minimum of three times you felt like they went down and put themselves in position. Obviously, they didn't get in. We know that, but – you know, it drives you a little crazy. But, that's, but those are also the hidden plays where that's the difference between great teams making a run yeah. and good teams falling flat. So, I mean, that, you know, that stuff, he's got to play well. You know, I, I think it's fortunately for them anyway, every different week it's a different receiver. Mm-hmm. One week it's Zay Jones, one week it's Kirk, yep. one week it's Ingram. So, I, I, I mean, the fact that Ingram wasn't involved or didn't get involved in that game, I think that'll change. Yeah. I absolutely think that'll yeah. change and I, on that's, Saturday. The reason why I'm picking up on that, is because Doug does what you don't expect more often than not. He doesn't keep going to the well every single time. It's like uh, George Kittle scored two touchdowns against the Seattle Seahawks the last time they played. Well, I'm guessing Seattle's going to try and make sure they scheme out. Doesn't mean they'll stop him because Brock Purdy's dang sure figured out that he likes throwing it to Kittle, but it's the same thing. Ingram, whenever he, Zay, or Christian don't get the ball, you can almost count on them getting it figuring out a way for them to get it. I mean, plus, to, to, I mean, to be fair, they couldn't run the ball. So their and offense that, is completely limited at that point. Right. It right. does. It does. You, I don't care off. who you are. If you make yeah. somebody right. one-dimensional, their offense completely is not what it was. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It may not shut down, you know, at 100%, but it's going to shut down a healthy percentage because yeah. everything runs off each other. So yeah. if you can't run the ball, it's going to be a problem throwing the ball yeah, as well. Run and play action, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they are – 
I mean, everything they do is off play action. That's mm-hmm. what that's what that offense is. I honestly forgot Evan Ingram even scored a touchdown mm-hmm. against yeah. the Los Angeles Chargers until I was watching Good Morning Football this morning or Get Up or one mm-hmm. of the programs at the gym, and I was like, wait a second. He did score a touchdown. Yeah. I forgot about that. Right. And, heck, they loaded up that day and, and, and certainly put points on the board. We all know that – and Doug's smart. He's basically saying those are two different teams that we had back then, them and, and, and us, and it's a different deal. Totally get that. Uh, but uh, let me give you um, a, a saucy nug. And, by the way, our, our listeners are just providing nonstop information, and then I got another one here. But here's a saucy nug straight off the text line. Saucy nugs. Uh, the so, uh, the uh, text line – I was going to say the sauce line uh, – designed by Lifetime Enclosures. But the Chargers beat one team with a winning record. That was Miami. The Jaguars beat three, all three higher postseason seeds than Miami. So that's also pretty good. You're not necessarily saying that that is the end all, that's the indicator, but you're trying to find those things where does the experience that this team's had against the teams that they have beaten, does it help them? Does it serve them? Well, yeah, it should. And then the environment should also serve them. So you got Herbert and Lawrence. They will be making their postseason debuts. And let me give you something to think about because this is also kind of you know, you're trying to look for any advantage you can have. Opposing starting quarterbacks that have made their postseason debuts, it has been a total of 10 times since 1995 that it's happened. All right? So both guys getting there for the first time, 10 times it's happened since 1995. The home quarterback has gone nine and one straight up. Wow. That is a saucy nug. That's saucy. But saucy nugs. Nine and one straight up, seven and three against the spread. That's why you heard Big John talk about it. You heard Leon talk about it. It's the crowd noise in those games. And I love how John Harrison brought it back to the college level because he's right. Mm-hmm. The, the Tennessee Georgia game. Oh my God. Ten, that Tennessee offense was literally shut down. They couldn't they, they like they couldn't hear anything. They couldn't do anything that they typically do on a weekly basis. So if you don't think your noise in that stadium matters, mm-hmm. trust me. Especially for Tennessee when they, when they like to go play, fast. Yeah. They like to go fast. Yeah. And I, I hope that there is a little tempo in Dougie Fresh's plan, maybe coming out of, the, out of the locker room. They tried a little bit of it the other night, but just a little tempo and just kind of see where that takes you uh, because they are going to try and get over on that defense and see if they can't hold the ball longer. That doesn't you – know, you say tempo, okay, you're going to speed it up. What if you don't make a first down? Well, they're going to obviously have to make a first down to be able to keep the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands, that's for sure. I'm getting a kick out of uh, one of these Chargers fan websites, mm-hmm. journalism sites, whatever you want to call it, that uh, a friend of mine just brought to my attention, one of their tweets. Chargers' emphasis on stopping the run is key. They've got to get pressure and disrupt the Jacksonville offensive line. Chargers' five-man fronts will be tested. Run defense needs to clamp down on ETN slash Robinson. Pass rush needs to get to Trevor and force him to make bad throws. Good to know personnel. Shout out to my boy Marshy who says, I'll put a million dollars on Robinson not getting tackled. Yeah, I, I don't think they have to worry about him. They can, they've they already game planned him right out of there. Uh, but it's good to know that you know that he's not here anymore. Uh, and, and Jermichael Hasty is stepping up a little bit more. We're not talking about... You know, he's like a little microwave moment here or there where he yeah. can make plays. We talked about it last week, picking up the blitz. That's a big deal as far as Doug relying on him to be able to do it, and he's, he's certainly not failed in that regard. And so he will probably have one of those wrinkle plays, impact play. And, and Doug also knows self-scouting and all that stuff. You can't put one guy in there and, 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 and the defense will start to hone in on what you call when he's in there. You've got to mix it up and be willing to put both I'll, of them. I'll give you, you know, another in, reason. In similar situation. Another reason why the run game is really important is is they like to formation people. 
Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean they like to confuse people. You get motion and you, and you get matchups because they don't know what you're doing with your motion and with your formation. A lot like what the Titans did with the bunch, with the right. bunch sets. Um, if you can't run the ball, that stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So you got to run the ball. That's probably why they don't go hurry up as much either, Joe, because you can't, you can't formation somebody at a, at a, at a hurry up. Right. You just go and you, and you throw it. So they just need to do what they do. They run the ball. They throw off play action. They're a very successful team. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right, a couple off the text line. You guys keep them coming. We're having fun. We're getting ready for the pep rally at 3 o'clock. That will be at Dick's Wings right there at Beach in San Pablo. Frangie's show will be lit, I would think. All those people coming in there. First 100 Bud Lights are on the house, so make sure you head on in. Uh, Augie Bush has said, bring it. We're going to go ahead and buy those beers. You've got tickets to the game that you can register to win. Yeti Bud Light Cooler, all sorts of other cool swag that will be given away. And I want to let the people know, in case you missed our interviews with both Mayor Lenny Curry or Big John Henderson in the 12 o'clock hour, those are now available both on our SoundCloud page as well as our YouTube page and Facebook. I'm also tweeting out the link, so if you Beautiful. are interested in catching up on either of those interviews, be sure to head on over to the 1010X. So listen channels. to this one off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, Lee came down from Nashville to see his Jags beat the Titans last week. He flew back to Nashville between two fans of that team, and they ru- and, and rubbed it in against them. He goes, I got a call. He's coming back tomorrow to see them beat the Chargers. Round of applause because they are coming in far and wide back into the 904 and getting ready for another big ball game. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. So this one's going to be twofold as we jam out to some big hair, heavy metal Friday. Off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, I see a couple of you nooners noting the stat that Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday in his entire football <laughs> I career. I, I want to take you behind uh, the microphone. I want to take you inside baseball with regards to that stat. Uh, shout out to my good buddy, formerly of the Big Ten Network and ESPN, Jordan Loperana, um, who got that tweet to go viral. Uh, and shout out to Field Yates for making it possible. Uh, shout out as well because Jordan just texted me and his boys in Section 201 are listening to XL Primetime right now. They will be at Tailgaters tomorrow, jamming out, ready for tomorrow night's game. And then they'll be in 201 making a whole lot of noise. So, uh, boys, appreciate you guys listening and appreciate uh, J. Lope tweeting that because Lauren Brooks – Got mad at me at Helmets and Heels when I merely mentioned it because of superstition. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Can't I told Jordan, I said, listen, bro, you you and, you and Field, you guys can go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. But right. at the same time, it's kind of like the towels yesterday, Josie, yeah, where, yeah. again, the first 64,000 fans at tomorrow night's game will receive the white AFC South commemorative rally towels, and people were yelling about, ah, why are we waving a white flag? <laughs> you waved it against the Bills in 2017. How'd yeah. that work? Yeah, it's a white towel. It's not a white flag. And then go teal. With what your with with your outerwear, teal or black, either one. Teal, I love. I think teal teal is our color. Okay, that's Duval. No one else has it on their uniform, but either one, black or teal, either one of them. All right. So how about this one? This is cool. Uh, hey guys, I enjoy your show. My son and grandson are flying in from San Antonio. Love that. Uh, Nick Simonis Jr., who we did have on, yep. uh, leading up to that big BCB Bolt City Brigade draft party in Vegas. He'll be there tomorrow night. He said the wife and I are bringing their RV tomorrow uh, to Old Cypress parking lot, noon, uh, tailgating, spending the night, stop on by. They're right there by tailgaters. That's awesome. So uh, Nick and Audrey, uh, have fun, have a big time 
We know plenty of people are. And while we're on the subject of the tailgates going on, mm-hmm. uh, no, we were trying to get our boy Cap on, and I don't think timing worked out, but mm-hmm. I do want to relay some of the information from the Bold City Brigade boys. Yes, yes, uh, the yes. gates will open there at 1 o'clock. Please do not show up earlier than 1 o'clock. Uh, they had some issues last week with people breaking in a Do little bit earlier. Take the we don't want off. our good our good friends at BCB to have to suffer, you know, the repercussions and maybe not host the tailgate at the slab. So one o'clock is when the gates open. Uh, that's all the money you have to spend is on parking. They they will have unless you want to buy some of the DTWD originals. Otherwise, sure. the beer that Kingmaker Brewing Myrtle Ave Brewing that they're going to start pouring that is complimentary. You can bring your own food. You bring your own drink. Um, there will be circle ups starting at two o'clock every half hour. They'll have special guests. I know last week Baselli was out there. I know Asher uh, Grodman of CBS uh, Ghost actor Program, fame. the actor yeah. fame. He was there. We brought Coach Campo there. <laughs> uh, I will t- let you guys in on uh, a little secret. A certain national program may have reached out to me, mm-hmm. and we may or may not be bringing a pirate ship there. If you know the pirate ship to nowhere, Arr, um, uh, I don't matey. think I don't, I don't know if Joe got the reference, but uh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, some the, the, those who get the show, uh, you guys know who I'm talking about. They will be there. Um, group photo at five o'clock, and then they are going to shut down the tailgate at seven o'clock because we they want get in the everybody into the stadium. Uh, no more of this straggling. Like you wait, see. I didn't get the reference yeah. either. I didn't get it either. What's the reference? You don't get the show. What's the show? It's a Levitard show. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Um, There's some of our nooners out there who definitely got that one. So, uh, and then of course I'd be remiss if I don't mention my uh, my good friends over at Dun and Drew who will be providing the Casamigos that also will be consumed mm -hmm. at the tailgate. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much that's happening. Uh, And the the tailgaters touchdown lot. They are. How about this? They're doing dry age prime rib Philly style cheesesteaks, baby. Uh, They'll be in section 150. Go Jags. Uh, from the west side. So everyone's fired up. Uh, my buddy Kaufman just texted. Everyone's just so into it. And, and let's just hope that they deliver the product tomorrow night that they're able to put the whole deal together and get the job done because you're looking at a, a proven head coach in the playoffs and you're looking at a budding superstar in Trevor that may be another one of the guys that they talk about going forward. Remember when Tony Baselli announced his uh, – well – you might you could say he announced his candidacy for the Hall of Fame in his first playoff game. Okay, think about that, and that's what he did. He he disposed of Bruce Smith and his defensive prowess. He just basically kicked it off to the side, so you don't even have to worry about that. And so something like that could happen in the very first playoff game for for one of these guys. It's the first for a lot of these guys. We haven't seen too many of them. ETN. Walker Little on his way to a Hall of Fame yes, career by shutting did. down Bosa. They did there call him Young Boselli, did they yeah. not, when yeah. he first was drafted? Yep. There Only would be fitting. Yep, there you go. All right, now, let me give you a funky fact here, JJ, if you don't mind. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. So I'm trying to combine all the information that uh, everyone's bringing us on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures and some of the stuff that I have uh, uh, put together myself. But let me just go ahead and throw this at you. Okay, we were talking about this game earlier, Baltimore and Cincinnati, and we were all trying to figure out what the picks were going to be. The Ravens are three and 20 straight up as a road underdog by more than five points. Think about that. Three and 20. But John Harbaugh is a the winningest coach on the road in playoff history. He is eight and six in playoff history. That's pretty dang good. He's gone into Foxborough, 
into the Berg, a lot of big games, and he's come out a winner. So he has eight. There are two tied for second all time in playoff road wins. Who are they? All time. All time. Now you would think just based on longevity, Belichick. Did anybody but know they don't John play that say. many? Did anybody games know John Harbaugh? By the way, I just I. John Harbaugh? Yeah. You feel I, like we talk about Jim too much is what yeah. you're saying. I, no, I just wanted to – because I, I was trying to pick my question whether oh, or not no. that would be a layup No, I didn't see that coming. Okay. All right, all right, go ahead. All right, so who was – who'd you say, JJ? I – Belichick would just – He would never yeah. – he doesn't play on the road, though. No, he doesn't. I think maybe, maybe Tom Landry? What about Mike Tomlin or Cower? Yeah, Landry's hmm. a good one. I'm going to say Bill Parcells. That's a good one, too. I like that. Did the Dolphins play a lot on the road? They Shula? don't get to the playoffs. Not, yeah, that's Shula. true. Not with Shula. They were great with Shula. For the, in the early years. Anyway. Yeah. I like your Parcells pick. Huh? I'm going to say Parcells and Tomlin. I'm going to say Tom Landry. Who? Tom Landry. Yeah, but you got another one? That's it? Oh, okay. there's two. Oh. I thought you said Tom Landry. <laughs> but you said Tom I'm going to go old school with both of them. I'm going to go Tom Landry and George Allen. Okay. Uh, JJ. Uh, I'll just go with. Uh, uh, oh, there's a good one on the text line. Don't cheat, but. Dang. Parcells. All right, here we go. Here's the answer. The one half of a yes, sir, goes to Tom Landry. Nice. And he is tied for second with seven road playoff wins. The other one with seven road playoff wins. Is named Tom as well, and it's TC, baby. Tom. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Shout out to the text line. Yep. They did get that that's one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a so good Coughlin, one. So Coughlin, now again, this like is that. when his face was about to fall off because it was frozen up at Lambeau. Remember that picture? You can always just picture that in your head. Yep. Uh, that yep. red uh, face uh, in biting temperature, but they did pick off uh, Brett, Favre and, Brett Favre and the boys up there in Green Bay. But Tom Coughlin. Seven road playoff wins. You like that Tom Landry pull, didn't you? Yeah, I know. I, 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 you notice I didn't look up when you said it. I'm like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not showing it. I'm not letting him know that he got half of that one. All right, that's good stuff. All right, we'll keep it going. We got more thoughts on this game. We got to look at a couple of other ones. Is there another upset? Because we're actually, if you're picking Jacksonville tomorrow night, you're picking an upset. It's a, it's a, you know, they're two and a half point dog. Well, the obvious would be the Bucks. Yeah, as, so let's get into those coming dog. up. Yeah, we'll get into that one as well as Giants and Vikings and more coming up next on XL Primetime. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Love the heavy metal, love the big hair, any of your rock anthems for your tailgate. You can still shoot them to us before we are done. We'll try and shout, shout you out. We've been hearing from a bunch. Uh, Sleeva just rolled into town, loaded up on the Funky Buddha, headed to the big party. By the way, the big party today is at Dick's Wings. Dick's Wings at the corner of Beach and San Pablo. Beach and San Pablo, it's right near Church of 1122. Just head on into that plaza. And by the way, Augie, or I might call him Coggy Bush, um, because he's, he's missing that C in his name, um, he said that Dick's Wings is already packed. And so definitely get on in there, enjoy the atmosphere, talk to your teal brethren and sisterhood, and go have a big time. First 100 Bud Lights are on the house. 
Augie Bush said so. Uh, and we've got prizes, including tickets to tomorrow night's game, the Bud Light Yeti Cooler, a lot of other swag that will be given away. We're talking a bunch of stuff. So make sure you head on in. The Francis Show will be cranking up in about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, and I would think the atmosphere, you know, the, the cool thing about it is now, instead of you commiserate, you get to celebrate uh, amongst each other and, yeah. and enjoy it. And, Always good. And soak it all in. Always, you know, um, ESPN's got a thing here. Which, which quarterback would you rather start a franchise with, Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> It's it's a great question. Yeah. Because I mean in, in three or four years, even with Mahomes still in the league in three, four years, I could easily see Herbert being the best quarterback in the league. Easily. Um, I could easily see Trevor being the best quarterback in the league. These are two guys with just big physical dudes that can make every throw, that throw with velocity, um, that understand the game. That's a, it's a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. You who can you start, see them overtaking Patrick. Yeah, Mahomes? I absolutely can. I uh, absolutely can. You know what I love about about Mahomes is that the moment I don't care what Both we're talking them, not about, not just Herbert. Now that's so disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes has been <laughs> he's un- the best. He is right now. He is. I and by agree the way, with you completely. You know what Mahomes did? He just said, "Bye, Tyreek." And who is the next guy that wants to be turned right. into a star? Well, uh, Kadarius Tony. Well, Kadarius Valdez is definitely one of them. Gantley. And my man Paco Pacheco. Yes. Who just said, I'll Rutgers take that number. Alum. I will take that number 10 off your hands. Like, what would Baku Pacheco would be on, like, you know, if he had played for the Texans, he'd be on the practice squad. I mean, that guy's He'd just be a guy. Exactly. He'd literally just be <laughs> a guy. But that's the same reason that I picked the 49ers as we're going to span the rest of this weekend's yeah. wild card weekend. Um, the 49ers just pick dudes off the street and they turn them into 500 yard rushers. And the only reason they don't have a thousand is because there's like six of them in the stable. I, I, I really, it's, it's just like, what? What other teams have done, you start to see a little bit of that happening here. A number of weapons, a polished quarterback that's turning the corner, a defense that is making plays at the right time, a, a, a coach that is bold, has a plan, and has been here before. Kyle Shanahan, what Kyle Shanahan has done, he's had three different quarterbacks. They keep winning by double digits. That defense is just destroying anything in its wake. And so those types of teams, you're hoping that you can build up to be that type of team. So they're the largest – no, they're the second largest uh, favorite this week. But Is they there, also draft well. Look oh, at yeah. their receivers and their tight end. Guys, they drafted. Look mm-hmm. at their yeah. rookie safety who's like, an all-pro this year. Yeah, they, they draft well. That's – I mean, and, and, they and just again – they, they go out and get Christian McCaffrey too. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. But, but I will say this. They're really good in the draft. And, and at some point, we're going to have to admit to this, whether everybody out there does, agrees with it or not. But at some point, you got to look at these last two drafts. And Trent Baalke did a pretty good job in the last two well, it's drafts. Like, it's like you, you, we were all talking about this yesterday, but it's the combo. It's the draft plus the free agency. Yeah. It's hard to hit both. And if you hit both a couple of years running, you can turn things around quicker than sooner than later. And that honestly does look like what Baalke has done a good job of. Well, we said it in 2021. We said, mm-hmm. you know, you had two firsts two seconds, and a third, a yeah. high third. And we knew that 1A, 1A, or what are they What are they called? The first overall pick. I think that's what they call it, 1A. Mm-hmm. A-Rod coined the phrase. Yeah. First overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. You knew he would be a starter. But would they hit on those four other high draft picks? Because yeah. in 2020, when they had similar capital, they did not. And now you're looking at Travis, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Walker Little, Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco. Yeah. Those are five starters. Right. I understand one of them is by injury, mm-hmm. for, is for injury reasons, but you would have to figure, he has to figure into their he long-term plans. He has fared well. Yes. Yeah, he's not been a liability. I, I, I can tell you, you also. you go back the year before that, the two years before that, you got Caleb on and you got CJ and you got all that other hot mess. I got, 
I mean, Muma played really well last week. Started really to, well. It's all about, I think we have all said this at one point, but just getting a little more familiar with just how fast things happen and how you got to declare yourself. You got to make a decision. You He's, can't waffle. I mean, if they go you're back to get, an even front, he is a true Mike. Yeah, man. you're going to get lost. And Devin Lloyd, I'm sure, is learning some, uh, you know, a heck, heck of a lot as he goes along, too. All right, real quick, before we say hello to the Frangie Show live at Dick's Wings, if you haven't gotten there on San Pablo, head out right now because it's already filling up. Uh, let's span. You know, you asked the question going yeah. into the break, Josie, what underdogs besides the Jaguars do you see posing a threat? to the favorite this weekend in a super wild card weekend. The obvious is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the only, honestly, all uh, right. See, I, I, the Giants, I would like to think, have okay. that fighting chance. You're right. Because you're right. of the previous meeting and because Vikings. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because you're right. The other ones are, I don't see the Ravens. I don't see the Hawks. I don't see the Fens. I definitely could see where the New York football Giants could pop up and do that. Kirk Cousins is, is good enough. His record under the lights is terrible. It's terrible. And so we'll find out whether he can do anything this go-around or not. But he has weapons. Uh, but Daniel Jones is a cleaner quarterback than I think we're giving him credit for. He's cleaned up the interceptions. And Saquon's rolling. And that defense of, of Minnesota, not as sound as you might think against the run. So, yeah, that one could happen. And obviously, Tommy. I think the Vikings may be the, the, the easiest game of all. Like the like a 28-10, something like that. Okay, wow. I, 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 guess I think I, Skull's going to make a statement yeah, this week. I, yeah, I would be surprised by them because they just they haven't been able to do it enough. They finally did it. It just so happened it was against the Bears, who got the number one pick overall. I mean, they're um, winning. And, and we're starting Nate Peterman. Apparently, right. they've done it 13 times. So, All right, so we've got, we've got our big John chant before we go. We're not going to take it. Our big hair anthem for Friday as you get fired up for tomorrow night. I will also include two off the text line, which includes tailgating and what they're prepping for and a haiku. A Ooh, haiku. Love this, a haiku. Before we're done. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. The embedded and shredded Hayes Carline joins us now. Predicted a Jag win this past pep rally. What will he do this go around? The Francis Show at Dick's Wings, ready to roll. San Pablo and Beach. Hayes, it's packed. Duval. Uh-oh. Are we not up? <laughs> oh. You got oh, yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Now do it again. Um, we are Duval. <laughs> we are here at Dick's Wings Beach in San Pablo. This place is rocking and ready to win some great Jaguars gear, possibly some club seats to tomorrow night's game against the Chargers. We are beyond fired up and uh, can't wait to do it. So yeah, Jaguar pep rally. Come out and see us, Dick's Wings. We're all fired up, ready to rock. We're going to talk all things Jaguars, obviously, on today's Frangie show as we are now just a mere day away from Wild Card Weekend. I can tell that the vibes are crazy over there, judging by the microphone levels. Uh -huh. uh, I, how many people are there already? This party doesn't start till 3 o'clock, Ace. Yeah, this party is, uh, is well, well underway. Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> these people got here at 6 a.m. this morning it. based on the excitement level. That is radiating throughout the place. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's packed, but uh, but look, we're gonna have a great time, and uh, can't wait to see all the Jaguar fans come and hopefully win a bunch of fun stuff. But certainly uh, tickets to the game. What a uh, what a great way to start your weekend to win Jaguar club tickets. Yeah, we got the club tickets. We got the buddy 
a Bud Light Yeti cooler. I'm texting the original NFG saying bring more kegs because they will have plenty of fans throughout the show. you got a chance to win a bunch of different things, including those club seats. Yeah. And Joe, did I hear that you arranged for the first 100 people get a Bud Light? 100, first Bud, 100 Bud Lights are on the house? You is got that, that, right. that right. How about that, Joe Coward? You got that right. I, listen, the I'm real making sure. MVP. Listen, if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out there and partake, I need to make sure everyone else has a cold cam with them, a cold Bud Light. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm looking That's forward to it. That's what I love it. about you. Now, hey, that's what I love about you, Joe. <laughs> damn right. Now, do you got a couple of keys? Do you feel good about this game? You got a couple things you're thinking about uh, that will deliver the win? I think uh, I think Travis Etienne is uh, turns in a, a superstar performance tomorrow night. I think he's going to go for a buck forty on the ground uh, with another thirty through the air. And, uh, I, you know, I think Trevor will play well. I think Trevor will be efficient. I think Herbert's numbers will be better. Uh, but I think that's in large part because I think the Chargers are going to be playing from behind. And uh, I think Travis Etienne is going to make a massive statement tomorrow night and shred that Chargers suspect run defense. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. If uh, To me, if Etienne is held under 90 yards rushing, the Jaguars lose. If he's over that, the Jaguars win. I think he's going to be well over that. And uh, the injury to Mike Williams, the really talented Chargers receiver, as you guys have talked about, I think that is just devastating for Los Angeles. So uh, it makes them yeah, – they're, they're still difficult to defend, but they're not nearly as impossible to defend without him. And so, yeah, everything I think is uh, looking the Jaguars' way as we're now 24 hours away from it. At some point over the next three hours, are you going to jump up on a table, take your shirt off, and scream Duval? Uh, that there's a highly please wait know, till strong, my camera I, gets there. Please, yeah. I just, we need that Matt, on the I just, record. I just hope I can keep my pants on. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. All right, you the man. Go have fun. <laughs> uh, live it, love it, enjoy it. Uh, cheers to the beers. All right, go Jags. All right, uh, Hayes Carlisle. This was Frank locker Rangie. room talk. <laughs> Is there Warren any? Brooks could you, could you not there. see him do that seriously? Oh my God! Did just you rip see the his video from last week? Duval. Yeah. yeah, of course. He's Duval to the core. Yes. Man. Yes. And so that's what I love. All right. So they're all out there. You be out there as well. We'll be out there. Uh, Dick's Wings uh, corner of Beach and San Pablo. First 100 beers. I could say Joe C. It's on my tab, but I'm making sure that Augie Bush is backing me. So thanks to him and, and everybody over there. All right, uh, a Jaguar win. That's that's what I've got. I, I've got the crowd noise. I've got both Lawrence and ETN in the end zone. Uh, you know, basically that vibe, that Trevor Lawrence game that you're looking for coming up, party, Maddie. I got the dub. Close, yeah. close, but a dub. I think it's gonna be a lot of points. 34-31. Wink, wink, Chargers. But uh-huh. I do like Hayes' thought of it's a big ETN game. Maybe yeah. not so much Trevor. Maybe that sets up Trevor to have a massive game at. Arrowhead. All right, we are out because we've got uh, the anthem as we leave you. Have a great day. Have a great night tomorrow night. Be responsible, but bust it. Have a big time, and let's end it the way we always end our Friday. Come on, Joe. That ain't good enough. You gotta suck the blood out my mouth. Let's go, baby. Woo! Dude!